we have no more horse jokes, please. No more. I'm so... I mean, really, the whole weekend. I've hardly been on Twitter. I've had better things to do with my time. I turn it on, it's all horse meat jokes. Can I just, can I just rattle through them now and then we never need do them ever again because they're so tedious. Here are, the, here are the horse meat jokes and then that's it. Six o'clock, boom, they're done on a Monday, okay? The advice is, if you do have Finder's beef lasagna in the freezer, take a long, hard look at your life and work out where it all went wrong. My doctor's told me I have to watch what I eat, so I'm going to the Grand National. This horse meat story's got legs. Shame about those Finder's lasagnas containing horse meat. I always like their bolognese sauce. Nays a ho- noise a horse makes. Richard III walks into a gay wedding eating a horse meat lasagna. Twitter explodes. And I put my Finder's lasagna into a microwave. I took it out after three minutes. It still wasn't finished. I said I've backed you before, haven't I? That's it. We don't need any more of them. Right? They're done. Oh, it's so tedious. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I will not have another horse joke on this show. Lots coming up this morning, including the government is promising to tackle what it calls the scandal of elderly people having to sell their homes because they can't afford social care. Campaigners are wary. Do you think the measures go far enough? I have a vested interest in this. We shall discuss more. A Hertfordshire hotel cancelled a man's wake two days before it was due to go ahead. The hotel says it was because of concerns over safety. The gypsy family involved say they were discriminated against. We'll hear their story in the next 20 minutes. And flippin' heck, Helen Mirren, pack it in. Have you seen the picture of her at the BAFTAs? Pink hair at 67? Is it just a bit of fun, or is she a sad old woman and needs to grow up a little bit? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send us a text. I will only read them out if they have your names on, please. 81333, start your text 3CR, and you can give us a call. Look, all of the lines are empty. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously, I'm, I'm just sick of the horse, the horse meat jokes. We get it. Okay, we get it. Uh, horses in food. Uh, very funny. Can we find out who's done it now, please? Can we, can, can we do that? Can we find out whether it is the Romanians or whether it is the French or the Polish or whether it is an international crime syndicate? No more horse jokes, please. Now, the government is promising people in England will no longer have to sell their home to pay for care in old age. Under new plans being outlined today, I should stress this isn't just for old people, it's, it's for those who require social care. At present, up to 40,000 people a year are forced to sell their homes to cover the cost of social care. So ministers are expected to propose that nobody should have to pay more than £75,000 towards their own care bills. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, says the current situation is unfair. It's a giant and miserably unfair lottery because about 10% of us end up having to spend more than £100,000 on social care. We don't know, um, you know who's going to get dementia, but that will happen to one in three of us. To have the added pressure of having to sell your home when you've worked hard all your life, you've saved, you've done the right thing, is wrong. Potentially, it may cost up to a billion pounds a year to do it, but we think this is the right thing to do. 
He's also expected to say people will be able to keep more of their money before they have to start paying for their care. At the moment, the means-tested threshold is £23,000. If you go below that, you pay for care. Uh, that's expected to go up to £123,000. But people in residential homes will still have to pay for their own accommodation and food. Oh, hang on. The accommodation's the expensive bit. My mum's in a care home. She pays £1,300 a week. A week. Caroline Abrahams from the charity Age UK says a £75,000 cap on care costs is too high. Very many older people are absolutely terrified about this problem. They're terrified of the catastrophic costs that care can sometimes do to you. The cap and all the rest of it is only going to apply to the care cost of you going into a residential home. The reality is people are still going to be paying quite a lot themselves towards the cost of their care. Today's announcement follows years of wrangling between the politicians over how much individuals and the state should pay towards social care. The government has ordered a review of the issue by independent expert Andrew Dilnot, who suggested care costs should be capped at £35,000. That was two years ago. And the Labour MP, Barbara Keeley, who chairs Parliament's all-party group on social care, says the problem requires a bolder response from government. Dilnot actually warned that a cap above 50000 would not provide adequate protection. He was very, very clear about that. The reason he came down on 35k he said specifically let's not go to £50,000 and let's not forget that social care is in crisis if this is to cost a billion pounds which is the figure that's been put on it today we've already lost £1.3 billion from adult social care budgets mm. so carers are suffering families are suffering. The government's hoping that by setting a cap, even one that's higher than many had hoped, the insurance industry will start developing products that will cover old age care its changes could cost as much as a billion pounds and are likely to be paid for by freezing the threshold at which people start paying an inheritance tax for three years from 2015. That's £325,000 for individuals and £650,000 for couples. The Liberal Democrat MP Paul Burstow used to be the Care Services Minister. To be honest, if this uh, policy had been introduced to ministers in a majority Conservative government, it would have been stillborn. They would not have taken this idea forward. The fact we have a coalition has meant that this policy has been battled out very hard in government and uh, fair dues to Nick Clegg. I think he's managed to see this through to actually getting an announcement and uh, legislation in this parliament. The new social care scheme is not due to begin until 20, 2017, two years after the next general election. Let me quickly do the maths. That's four years. Yep, all my mum's money will have gone by then. Nice one. And since Labour seems unconvinced that the plans will help those with even modest incomes, there may be yet more wrangling to come. <laughs> 08459 455 555. What do you think? Who should pay for the care for the elderly? Us or them?
So, Helen Mirren. Right. I, I kind of quite like her. She's an alright actress. She's not brilliant. She's alright. But I think she's embarrassing herself today. BAFTA's last night, I don't watch that tosh. One of the most vacuous industries in the world, patting its vacuous backs. No, no, thank you. Anyway, Helen Mirren's on the front page of, of most of the newspapers today because she's 67 and she's dyed her hair pink. And it's not, it's not kind of, a, you know, a blue rinse or a pink rinse that your nan would get. Do you remember that? Do, do all people still do that? We have one or two listening to this show. Do you, do you have a blue rinse, a pink rinse, a purple rinse? It's funny that, isn't it? My nan used to have a light blue rinse. That's a really odd thing. Old people dyeing their hair. Just a little bit. Not, not, nothing too intense. Anyway, she's got a pink rinse and a, a, a haircut that's... I, I think the thing that upsets me more is the fact that her haircut b- belongs on the head of a 23-year-old woman. It's too young for her. And she just looks ridiculous. She's got too much makeup. She's got pink hair. She's got a silly haircut. And she, she's 67. If that was your nan, you kind of take her to one side and you say, Nan, um, just think maybe, um, you know, looking a little bit silly your age do do you think have a look at the front pages it's on the front page where are we the times it's on the telegraph it's on the mail uh the express uh have a look and let me know what you think maybe i'm being a little bit unfair and a little bit harsh i know that catherine boyle the uh newsreader i'm actually doing finger quotes when i say that because you know uh she thinks I'm, i'm being very unfair but I'm not sure if I am. I think it's 67. Have a bit more respect for yourself. 08459 455 555. Should Helen Mirren start acting her age? Or do, do you respect her for, I want to say, poncing around? She's looking, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. She looks ridiculous, in my opinion. 08459 Four double five five double five. Now I know we have some people who will be around Helen Mirren's age listening to this this morning. So I, I, I'd like to get your opinions on this, please. Do you think she looks ridiculous? Is she embarrassing for people of a um, a certain vintage, shall we say, our heritage listeners? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Right. Let's get the travel news. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? I'm going to hazard a guess. Sophie Tyler, maybe. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. She'll care. The health secretary. Oh, there is. There's travel. Are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. Would you? Should, should we have the travel? Uh, we can, yes. <laughs> let me do it. Okay, let me do it again. That was, listen, it's Monday morning. No one's listening at the quarter past six. So just do it again. We'll do it smooth. Hang on a second. Now it's time for the latest travel news from the Jam Cams with our favourite travel person, Sophie Tyler. Good morning. Thank you very much. Well, looking a little bit busy on the M25 at the moment. Snow causing problems between Junction 16 at the M40 and uh, 18 at Chorleywood. Cause reporting a lot of snow in the outside lane, making things particularly tricky in both directions, actually. Thanks to Ian for calling that one in for us. Everything else not actually looking too bad. Moving nicely in the usual trouble areas for this time in the morning. A414 looking good, as is the A405 and the A41 as well. Uh, Trains aren't looking too bad, actually, either at the moment. We are having some problems 
on the tube service is suspended on the Jubilee line between Wembley Park and Stanmore following problems with the snow and also the northern line uh, heading north between Finchley Central and High Barnet also having some problems as well due to a power failure. So do check before you travel. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sophie. Morning, it's 6.16 exactly. It's Monday the 11th of February. These are your headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government is promising to tackle what it calls the scandal of elderly people having to sell their homes because they can't afford social care. A gypsy family are accusing a Watford hotel of racial discrimination after it cancelled their loved one's wake with just two days' notice. In rugby, England are the only team that can still win the Six Nations Grand Slam after they beat Ireland away for the first time since 2003. The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks. Cold and cloudy with sleet or snow showers and a top temperature of four degrees. Coming up before 6.30, it was the biggest night in British film last night. Well, film critic Richard Fitzwilliams gave us his predictions before the event. We'll see if he was actually right. And Helen Mirren, pink hair, what do you think? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. On Tuesday night, there's an action packed Three Counties sport. Back into the box, Ronnie Henry's in there. And it's a goal for Luton. Luton travels south to face Dartford in the conference. MK Dons have a tough trip away to title chasing Doncaster. To header is it? And it's in. It's a goal. It's Anthony Kay who's equalised. And Stevenage are in the capital to take on Brentford. What a strike from the Stevenage midfielder. Three Counties Sport, Tuesday night from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh man, I watched a cracking documentary about the concert for Bangladesh at the weekend. George Harrison, George Harrison, easily the, right. The Beatles in order: George Harrison, Ringo, Lennon, and um, what's his face? Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Run! 
Listening to I don't know Wally Webb or Hart, then that that presenter would make a reference about well, there's certainly no sun coming now. In fact, quite the opposite. It's a lot of snow, but I wouldn't even dare to do that. As far as we know, all of the schools are staying open. There's a surprise. Schools open when it's snowing. We'll let you know if that changes, dear listener. Fingers crossed, huh? Hey, did you watch the BAFTAs last night? It says here in my script, Hollywood stars braved the wind, rain and sleet. They braved. (laughs) Did they? Hollywood stars braved the wind, rain and sleet to go and drink champagne, get good goodie bags and be given awards at the Royal Opera House in London. Argo, uh, directed by actor Ben Affleck, was named Best Film. I've still not seen that. I must get round to seeing that. Well, Richard Fitzwilliams is a film critic and awards commentator, and over the weekend he gave us his predictions. Oh, let's find out if he got any right. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. It was indeed sensational, and you're absolutely right. Hollywood A-list was there. That was the purpose of putting the BAFTAs before the Oscars 11 years ago, and my goodness me, what a sensational ceremony and surprise, I have to say. Argo winning for Best Picture and Ben Affleck winning for Best Director. This was something that I had not expected, but it's been happening this year in all the major awards in the United States, so that puts Argo in pole position to win at the Oscars. It beats Lincoln, which I think was was one of your favourites to it win. It was indeed, with ten nominations, though I did say, to be fair, yes. that numbers don't necessarily counter the big night. I watched the first 20 minutes of Lincoln, and I left because it was really boring. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gracious. Richard. Well, you see, here we have perhaps a reason, if not the reason, because this is a terrible admission, uh, that it didn't appeal to everybody, because after all, outside the United States, obviously there was a certain limited audience for a film that was mainly political and which had very little action. But look at Le Mis. I mean, three masterpieces, Lincoln, Le Miserable, and Zero Dark Thirty. Well, zero awards for the latter, and The Miserable, yes, it got three technical awards, and above all, for Anne Hathaway, electrifying performance as the doomed Fantine, we knew she'd win. Having said that, I think that the fact that Skyfall won outstanding British film, and not Le Miserable was undoubtedly a surprise. Well, you did say you did say Les Mis would, would win. It's unusual for Bond films to do to win awards, isn't it? They're, they're, they're kind of looked at as a bit of entertaining fluff and, and not much more. This is what Barry Norman, the film critic, was complaining about in an article over the weekend. He said that out of forty-two nominations, Bond movies since Doctor No had only won one. 
So this is firstly making amends, secondly it's 50 years of bonded celebrating that, and thirdly if Skyfall is uh, the all-time record breaker at the UK box office. So that and the fact that it is a very good film, I would have chosen Le Miserable, but there you have it. But leading actor Daniel Day-Lewis for Obviously. Lincoln. And uh, you must admit, he was what brilliant. You saw. From he what, was. I, well, I, I tell you, why I, I did walk out. I, I just landed in New York. I was a little bit jet lagged. I, I went to the pictures. I didn't realise it would be quite so slow, and it was also 150 minutes long. 150 minutes, Richard, is too long for a film, isn't it? Uh, not necessarily, because, but I would make the point that that could perhaps have affected uh, the. Voting insofar as Lincoln, insofar as the Miserable, really? and Zero Dark Thirty was concerned. Not Django Unchained, because remember that one for original screenplay, and of course a very well-deserved award for Christoph Waltz, but that's another very long film. So a lot of them are, you know, the movie can grip you. If it does, it will for all of two, two and a half, three hours. Argo is roughly two hours. Who's this Emmanuel Riva? Emmanuel Riva is a top French actress, and she was first nominated at the BAFTAs in 1960 for the famous last year in Marienbad. She's 85, and she was, I have to say, absolutely superb in Amor. That's a very, very tough film from uh, the Austrian director, Michael Haneke. It's about mortality, and it's about old age. It's about love. There's no doubt at all that the... BAFTA choice was the right one, and I say this recognizing that Jessica Chastain was absolutely superb as uh, the obsessive agent Meyer in Zero Dark Thirty, and Jennifer Lawrence was extremely good in The Silver Linings Playbook, uh, playing uh, an angst-ridden widow. Both of them undoubtedly will win, but their time has not yet come. On the other hand, to see these three at the Oscars fight it out will be absolutely riveting. Richard, have you seen the A-Team movie? This I haven't seen. I, do you know, i tell you why. <laughs> so, <laughs> I watched it at the weekend. I couldn't make head and the tail of it. I didn't have a... Cl- do you often sit in films, Richard, scratching your head, wondering what on earth is going on? Well, I certainly did with Inception, which is quite a while ago. I mean, sometimes one does. Uh, you find that it's very annoying when you respond like that, of course. Yep. It does depend on, you know, each of us have our own response to individual movies. And one of the reasons that this ceremony was so important and that it was held in the worst of British weather since the River Pageant, I have to say, that was that the choice overall of movies was so Superb. Richard, we have to end it there. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. R- Richard Fitzwilliams is our film reviewer uh, of choice on this show. He's fantastic. Although he's not seen the A-Team. I watched it the weekend. I literally could not understand what was going on. I had no idea what they were doing. They're in an airport and he chains a woman to a toilet, then kisses her. Huh? On to uh, slightly more serious matters. There will be changes announced to the care package for elderly people and those requiring social care. Helen's in Aylesbury. Morning, Helen. Good morning. Yeah, I believe your mother-in-law is uh, is in social care. Yes. Um, she's in a care home because she has dementia and she isn't safe to look after herself. Mm. She's happy there, but she has spent £95,000 already. Yep. She runs out of money in a year's time. She and father-in-law had saved for their retirement, but the money's going to run out in a year. That's one thing. Um, I've gone through life on the basis that I would retire at 60, 
now I can't get my pension until I'm 66. My husband has gone through life, and we're a few years off retirement, and he was going to retire at 65. Now he can't get his pension until he's 66. So we try to sort things, and we've made sure that my NI contributions are paid up to the 30 years. But now they've changed that, and they're saying it's 35 years that I've got to pay up. What We've would got you... sort of a few years left till we retire. How can we possibly make up that difference? And I mean, if they, you know, if mother-in-law runs out of money, what do we do? Angry is not the word. Well, when the, people... when, Helen, when, your, when you say your mother-in-law runs out of money, you mean she, she reaches the £23,000 threshold, does she? Um, in a year's time. Right. But you see, when she, when she went into the care home, she didn't meet the criteria for a care home, no. despite the fact she didn't... You know, but the council, the council will take on, the council will take on the majority of her, her, her um, rent and her bills, won't they? When once she reaches that threshold. Um, well, the thing is, she didn't. When she went into the care home, she didn't meet the criteria for admission to a care home, and the right. only reason that she was able to be admitted was because she was self-funding. Right. How long ago Otherwise, was that? Um, just two and a half years. Oh dear! It's a, listen, Helen. My my mum is in uh, in social care, and I understand that the, the frustration, uh, and and just what my mum saved up. She saved up a load of money. She paid off the mortgage. Yeah, most of that's gone. That'll be gone in three or four years. Uh, and the frustration of watching that money. I, I I'm um, a co-signee on her bank account, and I just check in every month. You know, another ten thousand pounds gone. It's incredible. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Who do you think should be paying though? Should people who can afford it be paying or should the state be looking after our elderly and those that require social care 08459 455555 let's get the travel news now here's sophie tyler beds hearts and bucks travel bbc three counties radio Looking fairly heavy this morning on the A405 at North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A at the roundabout there. And also on the M25, uh, looking like snow is still causing some problems between Junction 16 at the M40 and 18 at Chorleywood, particularly in the outside lane. Uh, everything else not actually looking too bad this morning does appear to be coping fairly well. Tubes are also uh, looking like they're actually heading back to normal now. The northern line now looking good around High Barnet and the trains coping well on the local live departure boards as well. Well, Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, Northern Line, looking good. News and Sport now with Catherine Boyle. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's 6.30, the headlines. The government is proposing to tackle what it calls the scandal of elderly people having to sell their homes because they can't afford social care. A gypsy family say racism's the reason a Watford hotel cancelled their loved one's wake with just two days' notice. And the Environment Secretary Owen Patterson's likely to be questioned closely by MPs when he briefs the Commons later today on the Europe-wide horsemeat scandal. Beds, Hearts and Bucks Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford manager Jan Francozola predicts his team's promotion race will last all season. The Hornets drew two all with Crystal Palace on Friday night and a third in the championship. Zola says it's going to be tight till May. That uh, shows uh, that uh, how difficult it's going to be until the end. And uh, also confirms that uh, the championship is tough and uh, there's a lot of te- there are a lot of teams that play good football. We've got a lot of games to play for and uh, we're going to give uh, our best. 
shut. MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says hard work will get them through their current slump in form. The Dons lost 3-1 at Oldham on Saturday and are now 13th in League One. Stevenage lost 2-1 to Carlisle at the weekend. Borough are now down to 14th. In League Two, Wickham won 4-0 against York at Adams Park. Dean Morgan scored two goals in the first half. Joel Grant and Dave Winfield added the other two goals after the break. Luton Town manager Paul Buckle says automatic promotion isn't out of the question despite the Hatters now being 14 points from the top spot. Luton drew one all with Forest Green on Saturday and other results didn't go their way but Buckle says they can still finish first. You know if we win our games now and we've still got a chance um, you know and last week I was upset last week at the performance I weren't upset today so look if we draw a game against someone like Forest Green who, who, are, who, are, who are giving everything to try and get up this year if the players give that between now and the end of the season we'll be very very close. In rugby, Bedford Blues picked up an important bonus point, beating Jersey by 38 points to 21 at Goldington Road in the Championship. And in the Premiership Rugby, Saracens lost 29-16 against London Irish at the Modeski Stadium. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at 7 o'clock. So Helen Mirren, yeah. front page on the newspapers, she's 67 years old. For once, she's not showing off her backside, which makes a change. She looks ridiculous with her young person's haircut and her pink hair. How dare she experiment? Oh, for heaven's sake, Ian, why are you so worried about this? I'm not... I'm not... Let her suit herself. I'm not worried about it. I just think that she should have a... She is a dame, right? She's a dame. And I don't mean <laughs> the Danny LaRue sense. She's a proper dame. She's an ambassador for this country. She is embarrassing you as a woman. She's not embarrassing me. Do you know, as a woman, what I'm embarrassed by, the fact that women who are actors have to go out of their way to grab attention while the blokes just turn up in suits. Not fair. Ooh! Call 08459 455 555. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Boyle burning her bra live on air. Seriously, if you. I I, I hate to keep going on about this, but I was watching the A Team film, which is is not a good film, okay? It's not a good film at all. Um, But it looks good. The bit in the tank is good when they're, they're flying a tank. That bit's quite good. But I didn't understand it. It took me six hours to watch it because I kept pausing it to go off and do stuff and think about the bit I'd just seen, then come back and watch a bit more. It's, what films have you watched, OK, and you've just not been able to follow them? The, the Richard there was talking about uh, um, Inception. I couldn't really follow Inception, but I did enjoy it. I, th- I think I did follow it. The, the, the end, is he asleep or is he awake? That's kind of the twist. I did follow it, the dream within a dream within a dream thing i got that actually the a-team just didn't make any sense at all what films have you watched where it's made no sense to you whatsoever oh eight four five nine four double five five double five you can text as well eight one three double three start your text three cr let's compile a list this morning please Put your name on the text as well. Let's compile a list of unfathomable films. And they're the kind of films that your clever artsy mates go, oh, yeah, 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 no, that's, uh, that's a really good film. I enjoyed that film a lot. And you're going, huh? What? I just don't get it. 81333, start your text 3CR. More important things coming up in the next 30 minutes of the show. Is a hotel right to cancel an event if they're worried about how many people will turn up? Even if it's awake? Well, that's exactly what happened to a Hertfordshire family. They say they have been discriminated against because they're gypsies. And have a look at the front pages of the papers. Helen Mirren and her pink hair. Well, our reporter, Sophie Solaria, is in Luton this morning finding out what you think. 08459 455 555.
perfect memories scattered all around the floor Reaching for the phone cause I can't fight it anymore And I wonder if I ever cross your It's a quarter after one I'm all alone and I need you now Said I wouldn't call but I lost all control And I need you now And I don't know how I can do without I just need you Suggestions from the team of films I couldn't understand. Catherine Boyle, Donnie Darko. I didn't understand Donnie Darko, but I did like it. it, it lo- it's one of those films that looks really good. 
uh, and uh, producer Laura, what what film could you not did you not get? Tron Legacy. Th- that, th- why? What was it not to understand? Some boys get sucked into a computer and they look for Jeff Bridges. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. They were just flying all over the place, and it just didn't make sense whatsoever. I just left, and I had to wait for half an hour in the foyer in the yeah. cinema for my husband, who was quite clearly enjoying the whole thing. Why are you doing your posh voice again? I'm on the radio. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't talk like that in real life. One day I'm going to secretly record her, her real voice, and then play it on the air, and then we'll all know. But uh, Tron Legacy, what film did you not get, dear listener? 08459 455 555. Not get as in you didn't think it was any good. You just didn't understand it. You can text as well, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. On to other things. A gypsy family from Hertfordshire are angry and upset after the hotel they booked for a funeral cancelled on them just two days before the event. It was only after police had informed the Hilton in Watford that it was for travellers and that there'd be a large amount of people attending. Sopwell House near St Albans came to the rescue in the, in the end and the event passed off peacefully. But Mary Watson told reporter Serena Farrow she feels let down by the police. I can't believe that the authorities could do this at a funeral. They have hurt me and my family. They should be ashamed of themselves. I will fight this and they won't ever do this again to anybody. It's getting me down. I feel ill over it. This is as bad as burying my husband. How bad can that be? Because you've had other weddings, funerals, been no trouble? No trouble whatsoever. There was no fighting, arguing. Who wants to fight and argue over a funeral? They were so upset over my husband, he was a good man. He was my hero. I think, more importantly, what I've got to point out, no alcohol was there at all, at the wake or at the funeral. We don't believe in alcohol. It's plenty of food, tea and coffee. For three days, my relations made sandwiches, and plenty of food. That's all they done. There was no trouble at this funeral. There was no arguments. There was no stress about that. There was no... What is the difference of a traveller to the police or anybody else? Why should we be condemned like this when they don't even know any of the travellers? They don't try to get no... It's ignorance, pure ignorance that they don't know nothing about travellers but they will know about travellers because I'm not letting this go. And if they were to say to you, well, you've got big numbers, 400, whereas, let's say, someone else's funeral might be 100, do you think that makes a difference? It doesn't make a difference because nobody knows how many's coming to a funeral. The authorities informed the hotel there was going to be over 400 people there. How would the police know that? If we book for 100, you wouldn't have 400 coming. Lots of people don't come to a funeral to tea. They go straight home. Some's got lots of places to travel. They want to get home. If there had have been any extra, we would have let the hotel know and it would have been paid for. They phoned up and returned the money we had paid back into a banking account. Then we had to start all over again. And the hotel did say that they could take more if we needed them. Why should anybody look up to the police under these circumstances? It wasn't as if there was a big, massive police presence. There was no big, massive police presence. We did ask for the police to come and see the traffic. There was one lady that couldn't do the traffic. One of my relations had to put the lady on the side and he had to do the traffic, so he missed some of the funeral. I want a law for all travellers over this. Why shouldn't they have a law? Everyone else has a law. It's just so that people think twice what they're doing to travellers. They can do anything they want to travellers and they get away with it. It's went on for years. But it has to stop. They don't know what they're doing and how much they've 
they've done in the past, but they're not doing this to me ever again. Well, that was a reporter, Serena Farrow, uh, there. Well, the Hilton wouldn't come on to the show this morning, but in a statement they say, following discussions with Hertfordshire Constabulary where concerns over guest numbers and hotel capacity were identified, in the interest of guest and team member safety, we decided it would be imprudent to proceed. Well, meanwhile, Hearts Police say we were kindly informed by the family that a large number of people were expected, and we therefore contacted relevant parties in order to coordinate policing and traffic ma- traffic management on the day and ensure the safety of everyone concerned. Information about the event was passed on to the hotel. It was never our intention to disrupt the event. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us this morning, 08459 four double five five double five. Let's have a very... Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not going to do the papers yet. Maybe we'll do them a bit later on. But I want to point out one, two, three, four front pages. I've got these pictures of Helen Mirren with her pink hair. And uh, on the time, she's looking all coquettish. I don't know what coquettish means, but it's that's coquettish, isn't it? Yes. I, I don't know. I couldn't describe that. But she's all coquettish. I'm acting it out. If anyone can define the word for me, that would be... Uh, if you've got a dictionary handy, I know. I know. It's not a great phoning topic, but if you have got a dictionary, can you give us a call? Tell us what coquettish means. Uh, th- they've all got pictures of her with her pink hair. She's 67 years old. She's a dame. She's a slightly above average actress. She's all right. She's not as good as everyone makes out. She's all right. Better than me. Do you think she should start dressing her age a little bit? 08459 455 555. It's nearly 6.45. Let's get the travel news now. Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. London bound on the M1. We have one lane closed and queuing traffic following an overturn lorry and four other vehicles involved. And that's just between Junction 10 at the M1 at Luton Airport and 9 at the A5 at Redbourne. And heading south on the M11 as well, two lanes closed following another accident. Three vehicles involved just around Junction 6 at the M25. Through Luton, the A505 Hitchin Road is also partially blocked and actually looking like it's just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings just near the university. And the A405 at North Orbital Road, also fairly heavy around Junction uh, 21A of the M25, just approaching the roundabout there. Everything else not looking too bad. Trains and tubes are moving nicely this morning on the uh, departure ports. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sophie. Morning, nearly 6.46. Monday the 11th of February. These are your headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government is promising to tackle what it calls the scandal of elderly people having to sell their homes because they can't afford social care. A gypsy family say racism is the reason a Watford hotel cancelled their loved one's wake with just two days' notice. In sport, Manchester United are 12 points clear at the top of the Premier League table after beating Everton 2-0 at Old Trafford in a game of football. Coming up before 7am, Helen Mirren's pink hair has caused a storm in the papers this morning. I want to know what you think. Glamorous granny or downright ridiculous? 08459 455 555. But before that, here's the weather with Elizabeth Rosini. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Oh, hello. A very good morning to you. We certainly did see some snow last night. In fact, High Wycombe has recorded some of the highest totals in the country. We've got 13 centimetres there, actually. That's a good four to five inches of snowfall. Um, But happily, now it is a mostly dry morning. I say mostly dry because we might just see a few more outbreaks of rain, sleet and snow for the next couple of hours or so. And certainly you will want to watch out for some very icy and snowy stretches even on the roads and the pavements. So some tricky conditions out there this morning but it should dry out eventually all the rain sleet and snow showers very light and patchy but eventually easing a dry afternoon a very cold easterly wind and temperatures not getting much past three degrees celsius for Ellsbury, high wickham four degrees perhaps in watford and in luton a bit later on that's 39 in fahrenheit it will feel very cold really quite cloudy for the rest of the day but at least it will be dry dry and cloudy too overnight but temperatures still dipping below freezing we've got loads of minus one degrees celsius watch out for more ice on the roads and pavements into tomorrow morning tomorrow they're mostly dry lighter winds perhaps a few brighter spells developing as we head into the afternoon and then for the rest of the week well looking dry until wednesday night which is going to turn really rather wet and windy and that rain hanging around until thursday but good news on thursday the temperatures are going to climb all the way to the dizzy heights of seven or eight degrees that's the forecast thank you very much elizabeth Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. No two days are ever the same on my programme. That's because I get to meet passionate local people. As usual, over a pint in the Queen's Head one night in Amtour, we said, hey, why don't we have a, a pop-up cinema? And we just got together and we convert Parkside Hall into a cinema. Play loads of great music. The Birds, Mr Tambourine Man. Tell me which other show on the radio goes from Leanne Rhymes to Elvis Presley. And sometimes I try to learn new skills. And then you've got the white thread basically connected to these bobbins, which... Don't make... rubble, oh, don't mess them up. Did. I don't... may have messed them up. Nick Coffer, Monday to Saturday from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, when you mention Cat Stevens, but you either get the reaction of my mum going, oh, I used to like him before he went all weird he became a Muslim. <laughs> she does, I know, I know. I used to like him. He went all weird. He became a Muslim mum. He converted to Islam. There's nothing weird about that. People do. Or they always talk about kind of like his 70s, you know, his kind of bed-sitting father and son, moonshadow stuff. Everyone ignores the amazing pop songs he did in the 60s. This is one of the greatest pop songs of the 60s, and no one ever plays this record. Listen to this. Fantastic. You take them to 
People who've been working for 50 years No one asks for more money Cause nobody cares Even though they're pretty low And they're rents in arrears Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam I've never been working all day, all day, all day much better than that. You can stick your moon shadow where the sun don't shine. That's a cracking song. Uh, now, the newspapers this morning, have you seen them? Front pages of four or five of the papers, Helen Mirren, pink hair. She's 67 years old. Grow up, Grandma. Well, we sent our reporter, Sophie Solaria, out into Luton this morning. Sophie, you, first of all, what do you think? Here she is, looking yeah. coquettish. Let's, yeah. uh, what do you reckon? I feel bad. You're making me feel bad, though. Right. I'm, not, I'm not doing it. She's yeah, doing it. Yeah, I know. It. Okay, so she looks crazy. Yeah. She looks crazy. Like the, the crazy Gran, who someone has, someone has got to say, I think we need to talk about Gran. I think we need to have a chat about her. Look at that. Is it just? Is it not just um, a alternative to the blue rinse? That's my issue. It's like the modern day blue okay. rinse. Too much lipstick, too much rouge, too much eyes. It wasn't just that either. She actually went the same colour with her nails. Oh, Dame Helen. What's going on? So you've been out talking to people? I have. And for the few people that were out there in the snow at this time in the morning, all of them hated it, unfortunately, which is a shame. I feel bad for her. Should you ever listen to what they said? Yeah. Don't feel bad. Helen Mirren started her hair pink. What are you boys thinking? I'm not a fan, to be honest. Of the pink hair of Helen Mirren? No, of the pink hair. I'm a fan of Helen Mirren. Are you? Yeah. Did you fancy Helen Mirren before this morning? Yeah. Look look at her. No, I don't see her. I don't see her. Do you think perhaps when you get to 67, you just get a little bit bored of your own hair colour and that's what happens? Yeah, she might be trying to throw out some ideas to throw caution to the wind. What are we thinking about Helen Mirren's new hair? It's not very good. Honestly, it doesn't look good. She's kind of old and she shouldn't be really dyeing her hair that colour. Did you like Helen Mirren prior to this? Didn't have anything against her. She wasn't that bad. <laughs> she, she wasn't that bad. She was, she was all right. But the, the pink hair doesn't do it for you? No. But do you not think that maybe people past 60 get a bit bored of their hair colour? They want to do something different? Probably. Might do. But this sure. was not the way forward. No, I want to go, go pink. I think dark or blonde, but not pink, it's over 60. I think it's disgusting, actually. <laughs> it's a nice cut, but I don't like the colour. Why don't you like the colour? I just don't, well... You're a blonde lady, mm. so your hair would take that colour quite well, I think. Is that not in your consideration? No, I wouldn't consider it, no. Listen to you, Sophie Solaria. You're a blonde lady. Is that not in your consideration? That's wonderful. So people weren't keen. People weren't keen. No one was keen. Just th- I just think she's 67. We need to talk about Helen Mirren. Just, just grow up a little bit. 
Oh. It's snowing, isn't it? It's snowing, really, yes. Really? Uh, I'm guessing there are, the, are schools closing. What I want to know is, are the teachers copping out? Yeah, I think they are, actually, oh, yeah. to be honest. Here We've we had a few already call in. I think Kelly Betts is getting a little bit stressed by the fact that they're all ringing in this morning. OK, this is Kelly Betts, who is a junior member of our production oh, team. She can't here. cope. BBC Three Counties. So we've got one in Luton. That's Cardinal Newman School. It's closed. Wenlock Junior School as well. And Crawley Green Infant School will be opening between 9.30 and 10. Which is so, for a short period sorry, of time. It's opening for an hour. Mm, that's half an hour, actually. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, yes, you're correct. Yes. In Buckinghamshire, Chalfont Community College in Gerrard's Cross, um, they're going to be partly closed, as is Dean School in Amersham and Hannah Ball School in High Wycombe as well. All partially closed due to the adverse weather conditions. And we will bring you those updates as and when they come in. And we'll put them online later on today as well. Is the snow that bad? For, for schools to be closed because I don't think it's it, it's not that bad I think what you'll find is the roads are quite slippy so okay. can cause a bit of an issue we're talking about films as well so mm, we we've got you in I'm going to get your money's worth go on then I watched the A-team at the weekend mm. and I like a good action film this was not one of those I couldn't understand it I like the bit when they're flying a tank right that was fun the bit where the, the, the container, the truck container floats and it's got eight airbags on, okay. Mm. But I didn't understand the plot. Are there any films that you don't get, you just don't understand? I don't really get any films, to be fair. Huh? I find, I find films quite complicated as a rule, and actually a lot of people, well, they refuse to go to the pictures with me and watch the films because of the questions, the incessant questions. Only the other day I went to see Les Mis. I was like, but I don't get it. Why is everyone getting so upset about this loaf of bread? And why does he keep going to the same place again and again to get arrested? I don't get it. I just don't get them. You don't get the linear um, storytelling condensed into two hours. I think what happens is I get lost. So I think my mind wanders and then it comes back and I'm like, oh no, now I've lost a really big part of this. Anything. Kung Fu Panda was hard too. Sophie Slayer, thank you very much indeed. That's that's what we're dealing with here at BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> thank you, Sophie. Let's have a quick look at the front pages, shall we, before uh, we get the latest travel again. Um, the Guardian, one of the few newspapers not to have... Um, uh, oh, hang on a second. Wenlock Junior School, we've got an update. Um, we'll be open between 9.30 and 10. That's when the people should arrive. It's not open for half an hour. Oh, I see. It opens at 9.30. Between 9.30 and 10. I apologise. Wenlock Junior School and Crawley Green Infant School will open between 9.30 and 10. So it's not open for half an hour. It'll be open for the day. Thank you. Uh, the Guardian is one of the few papers that doesn't have Helen Mirren and her pink hair on the front. Instead, it's got Anne Hathaway, the toothy actress, who really is um, taking control of the acting world. Uh, pupils accuse third teacher of abuse at top music school. Ten women come forward with new claims after suicide of witness in trial against Choirmaster. And defence giant builds Google for spies to track social networking users. I've just sent a message on my Facebook. Hardly using Twitter these days. I just sent a message on my Facebook. Shall I read it to you? This is from my private Facebook page. Not my showbiz one. My private Facebook page. Hi, team. That's how I address my Facebook friends. I'm changing the way I use Twitter and Facebook. I'm finding them way too intrusive in my life, so I'm going to cut way back. Mm, Two ways in one sentence. As a result, I'm going to unfriend everyone on here except for family members. Please don't take it personally. We're all still friends in the real world. We're not. Uh, Which is way more important than this, Tosh. So I'm just going to get rid of a load of people. People will hate me for that one. Is there an etiquette for getting rid of friends? They'll hate me for that. 
They're like, just get rid of them. Uh, the Telegraph. Um, Helen Mirren looking uh, ridiculous. Uh, Cameron abandons inheritance tax pledge. Tories picking pockets as, as they hit four million middle-class voters. And on the, the mend, baby whose finger was bitten off as Fox tried to drag him away. Do we know if a Fox... Was it a Fox? Because experts are saying, well, foxes, foxes don't do that. I don't know. I don't know either way. Uh, the Times. Families to foot bill for cost of care for elderly. Charities attack reforms as drop in the ocean. Uh, and there's Helen Mirren with pink hair. We'll do the Express, the Mail and the Sun, the good papers, a little bit later on in the show. But before that, oh no, before that, this. The Travel News. Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heading towards London on the M1, we have one lane closed and queuing traffic following an overturned lorry and four other vehicles involved in an accident between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and 9 at Redbourne. Southbound on the M11 also have two lanes closed following another accident, three vehicles involved at Junction 6 for the M25, the A505, that's Hitchin Road through Luton, also looking like it's partially blocked and just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings. And the Barnet Bypass beginning to queue now where you'd expect between Stirling Corner and the Watford Bypass pass heading south this morning everything else not too bad at all sophie tyler bbc three counties radio thank you very much sophie oh i'm getting abuse on twitter there's nothing new there is there ian's the one that needs to grow up not helen mirren she looks fabulous oh dear oh dear oh dear here's the news Catherine boyle getting beds hearts and bugs talking this is bbc three counties radio It's seven o'clock. The headlines, government tackles social care scandal, Hertfordshire Hotel accused of discrimination and horse meat scandal tracked to Romania. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, will give details today of the government's plans for the long-term funding of social care. Mr Hunt is expected to announce a cap of £75,000 on the amount anyone will have to pay for their care. To help fund the measure, the threshold at which inheritance tax is paid is likely to be frozen until 2018. But Robert Oxley from the Taxpayers Alliance doesn't believe that's a good idea. It is deeply depressing to see this, especially, as I said, after only eight weeks ago he said he was going to do something else. This is a a complex tax. It's difficult to administer, and the fact is that we know that it doesn't raise any money. So the idea that this is kind of also going to be the way to pay for social care, I think it's misleading, and it, it will probably come back to bite them. A Hertfordshire widow is accusing a hotel of cancelling her late husband's wake as soon as they found out she was a traveller. The Watford Hilton says they made their decision based on safety advice from the police who made them aware of the large numbers the reception might attract. But Mrs Watson, who lives on a site in Bedman, believes the move was down to discrimination. What is the difference of a traveller to the police or anybody else? Why should we be condemned like this when they don't even know any of the travellers, they don't try to get no... It's ignorance, pure ignorance that they don't know nothing about travellers. Two men have been charged in connection with the death of a policewoman whose patrol car was struck by a stolen vehicle in Londonderry. Constable Philippa Reynolds was killed when the unmarked car she was travelling in turned into the path of a car in the early hours of Saturday morning. The month-old boy who was dragged from his cot by a fox is said to be recovering well in a London hospital. It's been reported that one of Denny Dolan's fingers was severed in the attack and has been reattached by surgeons. Here's Richard Lister. A picture put up by the family on Facebook last night shows Denny lying in a hospital bed 
bed with a large bandage on his left hand and marks on his head and face. A spokeswoman from the Evelina Children's Hospital in South London said Denny had been moved from the high dependency unit to a ward and was recovering well. His mother was alerted by his screams last week and found a fox dragging him across the floor. She had to kick the animal repeatedly before it released the baby. A public consultation will begin today into plans for more than 10,000 new homes in North Hertfordshire over the next 18 years. The suggested sites include areas of southwest of Hitchin, north of Letchworth, on the outskirts of Stevenage, east of Luton and a new village at Rush Green. The Environment Secretary Owen Patterson is likely to be questioned closely by MPs when he briefs the Commons later on the Europe-wide horsemeat scandal. Romania is investigating claims that one of its abattoirs is responsible for the meat entering processed food. In rugby, England are the only team that can still win the Six Nations Grand Slam after they beat Ireland away for the first time since 2003. Owen Farrell kicked all of England's points in a 12-6 win a 12-6 win in Dublin. The weather cold and cloudy with sleet or snow showers and a top temperature of 4 degrees Celsius. That's 39 Fahrenheit. There's more news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. First for news. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Three minutes past seven, Monday morning. Lots coming up in the show, including... I want to know the films you don't get. You just don't understand them. You're watching it, scratching your head, going, ah, I, 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 don't, I just don't understand what's going on. I, I watched The A-Team at the weekend, which should have been a comparatively simple film. I couldn't make head and the tail of it. Here are two more. Um, 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 what's that Bond film? The, quant- the, 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 not the Quantum of Solace. That's it. And then what's the other Bond film? Type it on. There's another Bond film, isn't there? No, not Doctor No. I got Doctor No. Anyway, the, the, the ones with the new gentleman in. Craig Doyle. What's his name? Craig Cash. What's his name? Daniel Craig. Man alive, it's been a long weekend. Thank you, Ben. Daniel Craig. The ones with Daniel Craig in, I don't understand them. I don't understand. You're right, it's Casino Royale and, and Quantum of Solace. I didn't, I didn't follow them. Not seen Skyfall yet. I'm looking forward to watching that and not getting it at all. I enjoyed them. But I didn't, I didn't know who he was chasing, why he was chasing him, why I'm, I didn't get any of it. So films that you just don't understand. We'll talk about that. Also got slightly more important things uh, this morning, including who should pay for your parents to be in a care home? Ministers are set to bring in a new £75,000 cap on what the elderly will have to pay towards their social care. A Hertfordshire hotel cancelled a man's wake two days before it was due to go ahead. The hotel says it was because of concerns over safety. And a number of schools across the three counties are closed because of snow. We'll have the latest. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government today will announce plans to help prevent you or your parents having to sell your home to pay for elderly care. In the future, the most it'll cost you is £75,000. Joined now by a political correspondent, Paul Rowley. Morning, Paul. Morning, Ian. How significant is this? It's highly significant in that previous governments have looked at this and, for whatever reason, couldn't agree a solution. A present for many of us, unless you're pretty poor and have limited assets, if you go into a care home, you're having to fund it yourself indefinitely. And it is expensive. It's estimated 
estimated between 30,000 and 40,000 people a year are having to sell off their homes to pay for it. So the government is planning to introduce a, a cap, a limit, on how much you'll have to pay. The maximum will be £75,000 over a lifetime before the state picks up the tab. Now, that's still an awful lot of money. Mm. But if you think that 10% of those currently affected already end up paying more than £100,000 in their retirement towards the cost of their care, I suppose it's a reduction. So ministers believe it will reduce the prospect and in many cases, if not most cases, eliminate the likelihood they'll have to sell off their homes. So who, how are they going to fund this? Who's going to pay for it? Then? Well, we will effectively, by other means, a scheme will be financed largely by freezing the level of inheritance tax. Now, if your parents die and you inherit assets of £325,000 or less, you don't pay anything extra. But that level's now been frozen for four years already. It's not risen in line with inflation as house prices go up. The new system is only due to be introduced in 2017, so we're still four years away from that starting. So, you know, it's going to be several years before that will increase, but it will mean more people paying inheritance tax. But presumably, if this scheme works, more people will then have something to inherit. Mm. If the homes of their parents and grandparents don't have to be sold, if you're still with me. The Treasury reckons that 100,000 people in care will benefit in the first year alone. The whole thing's going to cost a billion pounds a year. The government is saying it's self-financing. It won't be an extra burden on the state. So there's an element here, Ian, of, uh, of give and take. How is this idea going down, Paul? It depends who you talk to. Labour say it doesn't go far enough because this £75,000 cap is more than double that that recommended in a report into social care commissioned when they were in power and conducted by The Economist Andrew Dillnot. He suggested a £35,000 cap. The Coalition's answer is that Labour had 13 years in government to do something about it and for whatever reason they never came to a conclusion. It's also worth noting that seven, this £75,000 limit is just about the cost of care. It doesn't affect the, the hotel mm. costs, as it were, the cost of meals and accommodation. But in addition, the threshold where you won't have to pay anything will also rise. At present, it's if you have assets of £23,000 or less, effectively, you're exempt. That will rise to £123,000. Wow. Now, the government says what they're doing is providing certainty in retirement, or at least more certainty. Now, that might be open to question in some quarters, but they hope this will now encourage insurance companies, for example, to offer top-ups on your pensions to allow you to pay towards the cost of your elderly care over a lifetime. But there's still lots of imponderables. I don't think this is the end of the matter, Ian, by any means. Paul, thank you very much. Always a pleasure to talk to Paul. Very well informed. Uh, if I'm honest, I think that sounds like a pretty good deal. Unless I'm missing something, that sounds like a pretty good deal. So, most you'll pay is £75,000. That's for the care. The care is, actually, the expensive bit. That's, that's the costly bit. You'd still have to pay for the accommodation and food. OK, I mean, that's not great, but it's, that sort of makes uh, uh, sense. Um, and the threshold, the threshold's the interesting thing. My mum had to sell her house and she spent loads of her savings, OK? She sold her house for, I think it was uh, just under £250,000. And she had, I don't know how much she had in her savings. Her, her bank account is now down to £150,000, right? Maybe even a little bit less than that. I've not checked it for a while. Uh, and it's going down. It's just flying down, OK? 
and we can't do anything. We can't squirrel. We looked at this. We can't hide the money. I can't take the money. We can't buy a, a, an expensive car or anything because the, the, the council can look at it and go, hang on a minute, you've spent 10 grand on a car. She can't drive. Let's have that money back. Until she gets to £23,000, then she gets assessed and they kind of say, well, actually, we, we can pay for this, this and this. To raise the threshold to £123,000, that sounds fantastic to me. It's a hundred grand extra more in the bank account. I don't see how... I think that's a pretty good deal. Knowing what I know about the system, which is a fair bit, I think that's a pretty good deal. Of course, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But that seems to make sense to me. What do you think? Who should pay for the care of the elderly? And it's not just the elderly. My mum's 62 because she's got MS. It's not classed as medical care. It's classed as social care. Yeah, clever. I see what you've done there. Clever. Uh, So who should pay for it? Should she pay for it completely? Or should we all help a little bit and contribute? 08459 455 555. Films you don't understand. The A Team left me scratching my head. Francis in Luton, did you did you watch the A Team? Yes, I watched it on the satellite um, not not so long ago on one of the channels. It was yes, I, I taped it from one of the channels on the satellite not so long ago. I watched yeah. it on Friday. I was saving it as a little kind of treat for when I had the house to myself. Did you understand it? No, I did not understand it. Um, um, I wasn't I wasn't a, a fan of I wasn't particularly keen on the, the original series that much. Oh. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the the old series that much. I was more. I'm, I probably more rather um, the Prisoner or Knight Rider. Okay. Or, no, uh, or yes. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it was an eighteen film though, so you kind of knew what you were going to get. It wasn't the Knight Rider movie. Uh, or no. the Prisoner movie. It was the A-Team. So you knew you were going to get Howling Mad Murdoch. And if Murdoch really was Howling Mad, let me just say, he'd be yeah. in a very messy room, so to speak. Uh, mm. The Face Man, I think you know what I'm saying there. Um, the, the Hannibal and Mr. T- uh, B.A. Baracus. So you knew you were going to get those characters. Yes. What, what bit, wh- at what point in the film did you s- start scratching your head going, uh? I think it's, it was more the, the helicopter scene where they, and the violence, it was a bit, a bit over the top. Oh, the violence was the only bit I, I enjoyed. Did you like the yeah. bit when they were flying a tank? I, I don't. I didn't see that thing because I switched off after because I was disappointed with the you, film. You did. Oh, the, the when they're flying a tank is brilliant, Francis. They're in a tank, okay, and it's it's fallen out of an aeroplane. So what they do? They've got no parachutes on this tank. What they do is they turn the cannon. So it's fire, and they use it to to push themselves towards a lake. So he fires the cannon, and that pushes them towards a lake in the air. Mm. Oh, what films? What films do you like, Francis? What give us your top three films? Well, the, the movies I like, I, I like, um, you know, Goldfinger, Doctor oh, No, yeah. from Russia of Love. So let, hang on, those were, I would class as uh, Bond films. Bond films, yes. Did you understand the um, uh, Casino Royale starring Daniel Craig's? Yes, I understand oh. them. I understand them I very understand. well. I didn't understand that film at all. No, um, I didn't. The the la- I didn't like the la- um, the last actor who played Bond, Pierce Brosnan. I wasn't that keen on him that that much. He was a bit smarmy, wasn't he? Yes. He was a bit smooth. Was Brosnan? He was a little bit smooth. He was better than Dalton, though. Francis, before um, I let you go, because we are getting a little bit geeky, and I can hear radio switching off all across the three counties. Who was yeah. the be- who was the best Bond? Um, um, I think the best one was Sean Connery. You're wrong. It's Roger Moore, but thanks very much for calling. Francis and Luton, thank you very much for being a good sport there. Uh, I, very rarely do I stop a film, and I, I couldn't stop the A-Team. Even though I didn't understand it, I couldn't stop it. I had to watch it. 
But, but very rarely do I stop a film or walk out of a film. Lincoln I walked out of. I was a bit tired and it was a bit boring. Yeah, yeah, we get it. OK, you're gonna, you want to get rid of slavery. All right, yeah, nice one. Let's just get to the bit where you get rid of it, please. Ah, oh, boys, I want to see... Uh, he's, that's how he talks, and we, we kind of got the idea. 08459 455 555. What a mixture of th- things we're throwing out at you today. We're spewing out of the radio. Old ladies with pink hair, films you can make head and the tail of, and social care. Huh? Come on, you're not going to get this anywhere else. Some might say there's a reason for that. The Daily Mail, three papers I've not looked at. There's Mirren's Pink Hair again. And the rioters we can't kick out. 18 months after mayhem that shocked Britain, just 15 out of 200 convicted foreigners have been deported. Only 15 of the hundreds of foreigners who took part in the riots of 2011 can be deported, the Mail can reveal. The Express. Diet special. Find out why you're not losing weight. Arctic chaos to last a week. New travel warning as Britain faces ice and snow disruption. And it says funding for uh, old age care, a con. Turn to page four. Why is it a con? Uh, pensioner groups yesterday voiced anger at government plans for funding old age care, claiming it was a con and tinkering at the edges of the problem. They were dismayed that the 75,000 cap to be placed on what people will have to pay for their care is double that recommended by experts. Um... And there was some disappointment the assets threshold, the amount a person may be worth before paying for all their care, would rise to only £123,000. No, I think that's a good deal. I mean, it's not perfect. Right? It's not brilliant. It's a whole lot better than it is now. A whole, it's £100,000 better than it is now. Uh, and the son, there's the picture of that poor baby uh, who um, uh, had its uh, finger bitten off by a fox. And Gaza aid. Jack chips in as well as we call for stars' help. The Sun is today calling on England football stars to help save stricken legend Paul Gascoigne. Here's the thing, stop taking pictures of him, getting boozed up in airports and putting him on the front page, Sun. That's all you need to do, Okay, That's all you need to do is stop putting pictures, like you did, I believe, on Wednesday, of him having a pint in an airport. You don't have to start banging on at footballers to, to pay some money. You just leave him alone. That'll do him the world of good, I guarantee it. 7.15. Travel news now, Sophie Tyler. Hearts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Problems on the motorways this morning, starting off on the M1 London bound. We have one lane closed and queuing traffic following an overturned lorry and three other cars involved in the in the uh, accident. Now it's just in Junction 9 at Redbourne with congestion at back to 10 at Luton Airport. Going to be queuing for around 45 minutes and heading south on the M11. Two lanes also closed following an accident involving three vehicles at Junction 6 at the M25. Now on the M25, very slow this morning between 26 at Waltham Abbey and 25 at the A10 for Enfield. Also slow again between 18 at Chorleywood and 16 at the M40 and on the trains delays of 30 minutes on Greater Anglia services between Hartford East and Liverpool Street all following an over, uh, overhead line problem so do check before you travel Sophie Tyler BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sophie I'm getting abuse on Twitter again there's a surprise Deborah Segalini says I wonder why Ian Lee cares that an older woman is having fun with her appearance why should she conform to your stereotypes? I'm not saying she should conform to my stereotypes. I'm just saying, have a little bit of respect for yourself, love, because you're not at the moment. Morning, it's 7.16. It's Monday the 11th of February. These are your headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, will give details today of the government's plans for the long-term funding of social care in England. 
A Hertfordshire widow is accusing a hotel of cancelling her late husband's wake as soon as they found out that she's a traveller. In sport, Manchester United have stretched their lead at the top of the Premier League to 12 points after they beat Everton 2-0 at Old Trafford. The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks, cold and cloudy with sleet or snow showers and a top temperature of 4 degrees. Coming up before 7.30, as you've heard in the headlines, a family of travellers from Hertfordshire say they've been discriminated against by a hotel who cancelled their family funeral just two days before it was due to take place. We'll speak to a member of the family next. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tackling your consumer problems on BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't worry about that loan now. The whole amount has just been taken off. You don't owe a penny. Gosh, I can't believe this. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. This has been six years of hell. Fighting for your rights. You've done more in two weeks than I've done in six years. I can't thank you enough. You've fought it and you've won it. Well, you won it for me. Thank you so much, Jonathan. If you have a consumer problem, we can do the same for you. Call the team now. 08459. Four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. He's good, him. He's good, JVS. I like him. Now, a gypsy family from Hertfordshire are angry and upset after the hotel they booked for a funeral cancelled on them just two days before the event. It was only after police had informed the Hilton in Watford that it was for travellers and that there'd be a large amount of people attending. Sopwell House near St Albans came to the rescue in the end and the event passed off peacefully. But Mary Watson told reporter Serena Farrow she feels let down by the police. I can't believe that the authorities could do this at a funeral. They have hurt me and my family. They should be ashamed of themselves. I will fight this and they won't ever do this again to anybody. It's getting me down. I feel ill over it. This is as bad as burying my husband. How bad can that be? Because you've had other weddings, funerals, been no trouble? No trouble whatsoever. There was no fighting, arguing. Who wants to fight and argue over a funeral? They were so upset over my husband, he was a good man. He was my hero. I think, more importantly, what I've got to point out, no alcohol was there at all, at the wake or at the funeral. We don't believe in alcohol. It's plenty of food, tea and coffee. For three days, my relations made sandwiches, and plenty of food. That's all they done. There was no trouble at this funeral. There was no arguments. There was no stress about that. There was no... What is the difference of a traveller to the police or anybody else? Why should we be condemned like this when they don't even know any of the travellers? They don't try to get no... It's ignorance, pure ignorance that they don't know nothing about travellers but they will know about travellers because I'm not letting this go. And if they were to say to you, well, you've got big numbers, 400, whereas, let's say, someone else's funeral might be 100, do you think that makes a difference? It doesn't make a difference because nobody knows how many's coming to a funeral. The authorities informed the hotel there was going to be over 400 people there. How would the police know that? If we book for 100, you wouldn't have 400 coming. Lots of people don't come to a funeral to tea. They go straight home. Some's got lots of places to travel. They want to get home. If there had have been any extra, we would have let the hotel know and it would have been paid for. They phoned up and returned the money we had paid back into a banking account. Then we had to start all over again. And the hotel did say that they could take more if we needed them. Why should anybody look up to the police under these circumstances? It wasn't as if there was a big, massive police presence. There was no big, massive police presence. We did ask for the police to come and see the traffic. 
There was one lady that couldn't do the traffic. One of my relations had to put the lady on the side and he had to do the traffic, so he missed some of the funeral. I want a law for all travellers over this. Why shouldn't they have a law? Everyone else has a law. It's just so that people think twice what they're doing to travellers. They can do anything they want to travellers and they get away with it. It's went on for years, but it has to stop. They don't know what they're doing and how much they've they've done in the past, but they're not doing this to me ever again. But was this a case of gypsy discrimination? Here's what some of Mary's neighbours told our reporter, Serena Farrow. I think that attitude is completely ridiculous. I think people need to be a bit more broad-minded. They are people like everybody else. They're a great part of the community. They've done nothing wrong to anyone at all. So for somebody just to turn around and say, because of their specific lifestyle, we, they cannot offer various services that everybody else is available to. I think it's very, very wrong indeed. And even on the funeral day, everything was quite peaceful? Yep, everything was fine. Uh, there are a fair few mourners here. Everyone was nice, kind. There was no trouble. Uh, cars were parked conveniently so everyone could still access their own houses. We've never experienced any problems with them at all. They've interlinked and mingled with the rest of the community very well. Even come do some work for you sometimes? We do have fairly large gardens, so yes, they do require some form of maintenance, so yes, they do offer that service as well. They've always been very kind and helpful towards me, and I'm friends with them. And so for you, you think it was quite a shock that the hotel cancelled at the last minute? I think it was a great pity. When someone dies, you're grieving and you don't want any more trouble. And it's hurtful when people are unkind to you. And so you went to the funeral as well? Yes. No trouble, like you're saying? No, everybody was very quiet and respectful. I've never been to a funeral with so many people there before. How many would you say there were? I have no idea. Several hundreds, I would think. Well, Terry Harrop is a family member of Mary Watson's and joins us now. Morning, Terry. Yeah, good morning. Terry, what reasons were you given by the hotel for the cancellation? It wasn't given directly to me. It was given to a member of the family. Um, I'm a brother-in-law, in, in fact. They simply rang and said that they, uh, they were cancelling the event. They called it an event, and it, you know, it was a funeral team, not an event. And they didn't give any reason whatsoever? Not at that point. Uh, uh, what, d- uh, did they give a reason at any point? Um, when we rang back with the... Uh, we were supported by a police liaison officer, and they said they couldn't give a reason. It was just that they'd been informed by the police that there were... Uh, what type of funeral it was and how many numbers would they would be expecting. Clearly... Um, I would put that down as a, as a scare. The word gypsy must have been mentioned at that point. OK, you, but just to clarify, you don't know that for sure, but that's your suspicion that, that, that the word gypsy had been said and so they, they, the hotel pulled out because of that? Well, you know, I, I have to be careful at this point. Um, there are leg, legal um, courses going on at the moment and... It's a bit unfortunate. I can't really report too much to you on the radio until the outcome of those legalities. But so, yes, so hang on, a hang on a second. I just have to. I just have to check for a second for to cover my backside. So, what, what are you suing the hotel? There are, there are legal procedures. Okay, in place but then, then, I, so then we're going to have to leave it there. I'm afraid because I, we can't. Uh, we can. Uh, I think we should back away because I don't want to get involved if there is if there are kind of suings going on. To be honest, because I don't want to get uh, in trouble around that. Terry, listen, thank you very much. If legal proceedings are happening. I always prefer to tread a little bit cautiously around those. To be honest, and um, 
Uh, uh, yes, we shall step away. Step away from the court proceedings. Step away from the court proceedings. We have spoken to the Hilton. They wouldn't come on the show this morning, but in a statement they say, following discussions with Hertfordshire Constabulary, where concerns over guest numbers and hotel capacity were identified, in the interest of guest and team member safety, we decided it would be imprudent to proceed. Uh, and Hearts Police say we were kindly informed by the family that a large number of people were expected and we therefore contacted relevant parties in order to coordinate policing and traffic management on the day and ensure the safety of everyone concerned. Information about the event was passed on to the hotel. It was never our d- intention to, to disrupt the event. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of abuse on Twitter because I've I've dared to criticise Helen Mirren for looking ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a, I'm allowed to do that, aren't I? I think I'm allowed to do that. I'm not sure. Deborah Segalini. I wonder why Ian Lee cares that an older woman is having fun with her appearance. Why should she conform to your stereotypes? She shouldn't, Deborah. But if she's going to appear at a red carpet event uh, and on the front pages of my newspapers, then I have the right to say I think she looks ridiculous. Sandra says, I think Ian's the one who needs to grow up. She looks fabulous. She doesn't look fabulous. Really, um, does she look fabulous? Let's have a look. Is that fabulous? No. And listen, to be, Dame Helen Mirren, could she give us stuff what I think about it? Of course she couldn't. She couldn't care less. She doesn't know I exist. And if, if she ever did find out I was saying this, she would not give a stuff about it. I think she can look after herself, but... Also, films that you don't... Uh, oh, um, oh, hang on a minute. Maria also says, I think she should have any hair colour she wants. At least it's not a blue rinse. Films you don't understand. I watched The A-Team at the weekend. I... What? I couldn't make head nor tail of it. I thought it would be a, a, a simple romp... And I didn't understand who, uh, why, anyway, is there going to be a sequel to it where they actually do fight in the LA underground? Is that, that's what, you know, where they go and save a Mexican restaurant because the girl's hot. The B team, yes, maybe, that's what we need. Is there going to be a sequel if they kind of not, because it's set up for a sequel. The end is, if you can find, you know, it's that famous bit, if you can find them and you can afford them, maybe you can hire the (laughs) A-team. They didn't have the A-team theme in it. A little bit, a tiny bit. There's the bit where he's watching a 3D film. Uh, yeah, they rocked it up a bit, yeah. But I'd, uh, a bit of Mike Post and Pete Carpenter, that's what you want. Uh, uh, James Butler says, Looper, I couldn't understand a word that pretend Bruce Willis was mumbling. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I didn't like Looper. Disappointed in that. It, it didn't work. They cheated. Another time travel movie I don't understand, but I love Primer. Have you seen Primer? Oh, it's good. I'll lend you the DVD. Not you, dear listener, I was pointing to Ben. I'm not going to lend it to all of you, all, all 12 of you. That would be a nightmare. I'd never get it back. Primer's great. It's wonderful. It was made for $7,000, and it's stunning. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I've watched it four times. That's how unfathomable it is. There's a map you can get online that tells you all the different timelines. I still can't make any sense of it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm going to throw something out there that may upset even more women. I'm not being a misogynist today deliberately. It's just the way this is coming out. Men understand films better than women. Yeah, I, I tell you why. The number of films... I've, well, my producer's off. Laura, don't go. Don't be, Laura, don't be offended. You know, it's, you know it's true. What? Men understand films better than women. You are joking. See, that's your real voice. Uh, <laughs> I knew I'd get you if you were angry. The number of films I've watched with my wife, and she's gone, but yeah, but why is that man trying to kill that man? And who's that woman? 
We just like to have a good understanding of what a film is. Well, watch it and keep quiet during it and appreciate it, don't you? Yeah, but why? I thought he was dead. There's all that going on. I disagree with you. When it comes to time travel, only ladies can fathom that one. What other local BBC radio station is doing a time travel <laughs> discussion at half past seven in the morning? Thank you very much. 08459 455 555. I'm going to put it out there. Men are better at understanding films than ladies. Here's the travel news, Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very busy out there this morning, particularly on the motorways, starting London bound on the M1. One lane is closed with severe delays following an overturned lorry and three other vehicles involved at Junction 9 at Redbourne. Congestion is back to Junction 11 at Dunstable. Going to take you around an hour to get through that stretch. Southbound on the M11, two lanes also closed in heavy traffic following another accident. Three vehicles involved at six for the M25 and heading north on the M40. One lane closed following an accident around Junction 4 at High Wycombe Hand across Roundabout and five at Stoke. Church and London Bound as well also uh, one lane closed on the exit slip road following another accident at Junction 1 at the Denham Roundabout. The Barnet Bypass heading south is queuing between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and the A505 that's Hitching Road through Luton also partially blocked and looking like it's only just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings. 30 minute delays on Greater Anglia between Hartford East and Liverpool Street following an earlier overhead line problem. Everything else not too bad at all. Sophie Tyler BBC Three Counties Radio. Sophie, do you get films being a woman? Uh, uh, yes, I do. All of them? Most of them. Hmm, interesting, thanks. Right, here's the news and sport with Catherine Boyle. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's 7.30, the headlines. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, will give details later of the government's plans for the long-term funding of social care. A Hertfordshire widow is accusing a hotel of cancelling her late husband's wake as soon as they found out she's a traveller. And we're getting word of school closures as a result of the snow. Buckinghamshire's worst affected, with ten schools telling children to stay away. In Bedfordshire, three are closed, of which two are special schools. And we've had no closures reported as yet in Hertfordshire. We'll keep you up to date in the course of this morning. And there'll be more details on our website, bbc.co uk slash three counties beds hearts and bucks sports bbc three counties radio watford manager jan franco zola predicts his team's promotion race will last all season the hornets drew two all with crystal palace on friday night and are now third in the championship milton Keynes dons manager carl robinson says that hard work will get them through their current slump in form the dons lost 3-1 at oldham on saturday and are now 13th in league one and for robinson the answer is simple work hard i've never met a successful person that's just relied on ability whether that be football media business there's a, there's a fundamental thing to all successful people there's a work ethic and I said to you right at the top of this the blue team worked harder than the white team Stevenage lost 2-1 to Carlisle at the weekend, meaning that Borough are now down to 14th. And in League 2, Wickham won 4-0 against York at Adams Park. Dean Morgan scored two goals in the first half. Joel Grant and Dave Winfield added the other two after the break. And Luton Town manager Paul Buckle says automatic promotion isn't out of the question, despite Hatters now being 14 points from the top spot. Luton drew 1-0 with Forest Green on Saturday and uh, other results didn't go their way. But Buckle says they can still finish first. You know, if we win our games now and we've still got a chance, um, you know, and last week I was upset last week at the performance. I weren't upset today. So, look, if we draw a game against someone like Forest Green, who, who, are, who, are, who are giving everything to try and get up this year, if the players give that between now and the end of the season, we'll be very, very close. 
In rugby, Bedford Blues picked up an important bonus point, beating Jersey by 38 points to 21 at Goldington Road in the Championship. And in Premiership Rugby, Saracens lost 29-16 against London Irish at the Modeski Stadium. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at 8 o'clock. The BBC in beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Maybe it's just... I think I'm, the, the women are hating me today. I don't mean to be. It's not my kind of normal show. Hey, girls are rubbish and guys are great. I don't do that, that kind of shtick. That's not my act, uh, really. But I, I seem to be annoying a lot of you. First of all, I'm saying women don't understand films as well as men. I kind of stand by that. And also, I'm pointing out the ridiculousness of Helen Mirren's hair. It looks ridiculous. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Go and have a little chat on there and I'll read out some of those comments. Also, the horsemeat scandal. Oh, it goes on and on and on. How much worse can this scandal get? Well, later on today, the Environment Secretary, Owen Paterson, will update MPs in Parliament on the latest developments. Over the weekend, an abattoir in Romania was named as being the suspected source of the contamination from the latest batch of meat tested. Abattoir. Sounds like such a romantic word, doesn't it? Oh, l'abattoir. But actually, it's pretty grim. Uh, Including Finder's beef lasagnas, which were found to contain, get this, 100% horse meat. Mr Patterson has so far rejected calls for a temporary ban on processed meat imported from Europe because no risk to public health has been identified. Or we can speak to our horse meat correspondent, Gavin Leon. This morning, Gavin. Morning, Ian. Gavin, a lot's happened over the weekend, hasn't it? Can you bring us up to date with it, please? Yeah, busy weekend. I think it boils down to two main things. Uh, Firstly, there's a massive supply chain that um, ultimately we see with Findus products on supermarket shelves. And we found out, first of all, a company called Commie Gel Supply Findus, a French company. The French Consumer Secretary uh, on Saturday said, no, it's not us. It's We import from two other French companies, uh, a, a Cypriot meat trader v- via a broker in the Netherlands oh. and all the way back to this abattoir in Eastern Europe. And, and because of that, you have groups, uh, quite a lot of lobby groups, plus the Food and Rural Affairs Committee saying there should be a ban right now on all processed meat imported from the EU until the whole thing res- is resolved. And as you touched upon, Owen Patterson, our Environment Secretary, saying, well, and I quote, at the moment it's not injurious to human and health if it is to change then the situation will change but uh, there are pretty strong signs now that um, most most companies are going to be tested the food standards agency has said most supermarkets will be tested many companies are te- retesting their products by friday that's the deadline in place for supermarkets to have their results by uh, for all sorts of uh, other dishes uh, and 28 local authorities most of english local authorities actually now testing beef products in schools and hospitals to see if they've been contaminated the source of the findus horse meat that's uh, has that definitely been traced back to romania no. Um, right. The, the French are saying it's coming from Romania. So it's the French uh, middleman, the Comigella, saying it's the Romanians um, that are causing this. There's a, there are two... Um abattoirs that are sanctioned to supply horse in Romania. One, which is about 450 kilometres from Bucharest, is is the key part of the investigation. Last night, the Romanian president said, I do hope it's not our country that's found to be behind the problem. It'll affect uh, Romania's credibility for years and have serious implications on the export market. We won't know until at least Wednesday, though, for that, Ian. uh, There's a word that keeps being mentioned in the scandal. Bute? Bute, is that it? This is the the drug that's used on horses and isn't safe for humans? Yeah, it's 
a shortened name for the drug. It's used to control horse inflammation. So if a horse has got a, a bone injury particularly, it's given butte, it reduces the swelling. It was um, used as human medicine about 30, 40 years ago. There was a small number of cases where there were some pretty nasty adverse side effects, bone marrow disease, a type of mm. um, leukaemia. So as a result of that, there's a big concern now there could be butte in some of the horses. The Food Standards Agency have ordered Findus, Aldi, Tesco and Iceland and others to retest their contaminated products for any sign of it. There's no confirmed cases, but it's banned, as I say, from the, the food chain. And if we're being told, as we are by the Environment Secretary, that there are criminal um, networks responsible for this, potentially, uh, then there could be diseased meat, there could be worse. Uh, we shall find out probably by Friday. Gavin, am, am I really naive? I kind of assumed that, that meat would come from a country, you know, so you would get, um, you know, you get some pork from France and you get some beef from from Germany, I didn't realise it, it all came through such a torturous route through I, I different countries. Do you know what? I don't think I don't think a lot of people did. I mean, someone I was talking to um, one of the suppliers about this, and, and who said to me, "Trying to understand how long this network is is like trying to wrestle a jellyfish. It, it's just so incomprehensible to get your head around." And as a result of that, I think we we, we will expect to see within the next you know once this has all died down a bit, mm. sort of a resetting of, of the standards about how food gets to the UK. Gavin, thank you very much indeed, Gavin Lee. There. I, honestly, I, I I must be so naive. I thought, you know, we'd get New Zealand lamb, we'd get Dutch bacon, and it came from those countries. I didn't realise that your sausages, they, they start off in Romania, then they go to Italy, then they might pass through, through Belgium, and then they go to France, and then they come here. Well, if, if we're learning nothing else, we're learning about that our food chain is, is pretty messed up. That can't really be the best way to get the best, most economical food, can it? I don't want to, you know, be a smug vegetarian, but I'm kind of a smug vegetarian at the moment. I'm so surprised by this. 08459 455 555. Were you shocked by this? Not necessarily the, the whole horse meat thing, but the fact that it's all going through so many different countries. Hey, kids, it's snowing. You might be getting a golden pass to take the day off school. Want to find out if you are? Well, for up-to-date snow news, weather and travel information covering beds, hearts and bucks, including all of those school closures, fingers crossed. I'm praying for you, children. Go to bbc.co.uk forward slash three counties. Um, oh, look, someone's emailed in. Um, uh, what are we? Uh, 3CR at bbc.co.uk, isn't it? I nearly gave up my personal email address. Caroline Luton says, Can you mention this? When snow happens and is predicted for the rest of the day and the school, which is open as usual, then closes during the school day, it's far more of a problem to the parents and pupils than if it's shut all day. I'm not sure I should send my kids in as it's now snowing and I can't arrange last-minute childcare during the day, but it's easier now. Grrr! She says, Grrr. I don't think the schools need to close. The snow out there now, I, I, I will have a little look. During the news, I'm going to pop my head out of the door and have a look. But the snow, as I came in this morning, was nowhere near as bad as it was a couple of weeks ago. Do the schools really need to close during the schools? And I hate to bang on about this. I can only remember being sent home from school twice. I'm going to say twice. I can remember once. I'm going to say twice when I was a kid and we were at school and uh, the headmistress got hit in the head Mrs Payne got hit in the head with a snowball uh, so the next day school was closed uh, and yeah another time we were, I remember being in the school hall and uh, we all had to sit there and wait because uh, it, it was going to be closed you sat there and wait we, we did a bit of homework we read some books we, we messed around a bit 
Really? Do they? And that was thick snow. You know, that was proper snow up to your knees. Do they need to close now? I don't want to keep having a, a, a pop at um, teachers over this, but really. Uh, Ian, please ask people to clear snow off of lights as well as windows, then turn them on. Snow indicators means you can't see them. David and Marsh Farm. David, I agree. We were talking about this the last time. Listen, if you're driving a car, clear the snow off the number plate, the uh, lights... And, of course, the roof of the car, because otherwise it flies off and hits people. That's a basic, for goodness sakes. Um, Okay, Snow. It's coming, it's going, it's coming again. Some schools are closing and some buses are not running. Well, Lindsay Frostick is from Arriva Buses. Morning, Lindsay! Oh, Lindsay! Lindsay! Lindsay's gone. Lindsay has disappeared. We shall hunt her down as we, uh, we try and find out the latest that's happening with the snow. Should we have a little look at some of the pages? Uh, let's have a look. In so- the Maltese across at Culture Ace Pete. Oh, look. I've been- Thanks, Catherine Boyle. <laughs> I've been snuck as Snickers. That doesn't happen every day. She was crouching in that way that she doesn't want to be seen. She was crouching in to try and, uh, and not be spotted, but she was uh, spotted. I really do wonder about the, 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 the sun. I used to like the sun, and it's, it's Britain's biggest-selling newspapers. But you have to go to... Let's see how far we have to go to get news. Front page is Gaza. Second page is Boobs and uh, uh, Peter Andre. Third page... Uh, the, four and five is Gaza. Uh, six and seven, Fox. We're starting to get to news. S- number nine, it's a football player is going out with a hot bisexual lady. Uh, Ten and eleven, it's BAFTAs. Oh, page thirteen, horse meat. It's not until page thirteen that we get a news story. How is a footballer going out with a bisexual lady? How is that? What? Why is that even in a newspaper? Really? Right, we can go to Lindsay Frostick from Arriva Buses now. Morning, Lindsay. Good morning. We lost you there for a second. I'm sorry about that. Buses. What's happening with the buses this morning, Lindsay? Um, well, all in all, we're doing okay. Um, she says just clearing her car to see how it is. Take the snow, um, take the snow off of the lights and the roof of the car, please. I've just done that. All right, thank you. Good. Um, um, across, we've got minor roads being served, but in Aylesbury and High Wycombe, uh, most routes are on full line of route. In Hertfordshire, we've got a couple of the smaller villages being served, like Lily and Offley. Luton, um, got a few problems up stops the area, but we're hoping they clear in the next few um, few minutes to half an hour, and I think that's about it. But all in all, pretty good. Milton Keynes is all right as well, so yeah, we're doing all right. This You're morning. sounding rather perky this morning, Lindsay. Have you got something nice planned today? No, not at all. I've got a day of snow and probably talking to you guys. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm... but you like talking to us, don't you? We're friendly. Oh, yeah. We're friends. We yeah, should we yeah. should hang out one day. Yes. Yeah. No. All all seems well considering how long it's been snowing for. So I think we were quite prepared. So I guess the message is just if you're waiting for a bus, maybe just be a little bit patient. Wrap up warm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the roads are slower, so things yeah. are going to be delayed. But that's obvious. Uh, and what's the website, Lindsay, so people can go and have a quick look? Um, Arivabus.co.uk, and it'll all be updated on there throughout the day. All right. Drive safely. We'll speak to you later on. Thank you. There we go, Lindsay Frostick. Thank you very much indeed from Arriva Buses. She's very perky this morning, isn't she? A lot of people are in good moods this morning. I don't know why. Monday morning, I think it's the snow. The snow, listen, unless you're a grump like JVS, who is? Let's be honest. I don't think he can hear me now. Huh? He's in the building? Ouch. Uh, The the snow kind of just... I I looked out of the window this morning and I went, yay! Actually, I didn't. The first thing I said was, oh, no. And then I went, yay! Because it just makes everything look magical and clean. And I was driving in my car with my iPod shuffle on... And up popped, uh, so this is Christmas by John Lennon. 
Not one of my favourite Christmas songs. I thought, I'm going to let this play. I know, I know, we're in the second week of February. I'm going to let this play and pretend I'm approaching Christmas again. Wonderful. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Travel News Now, here's Sophie Tyler. Hearts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still looking very busy out there this morning. Motorways in particular really feeling the pressure. One lane closed, London bound on the M1. Queuing there and severe delays following an overturned lorry and three other vehicles involved around Junction 9 at Redbourne. Congestion back to 11 at Dunstable. You're going to be queuing for nearly an hour there. And heading south on the M11, two lanes closed and heavy traffic as well following an accident involving three vehicles at Junction 6 for the M25. And northbound on the M40, one lane closed following another accident between Junction 4 at High Wycombe Handicraft roundabout and five at Stoke and Church and London bound. We also have uh, one lane closed on the exit slip road following an accident at Junction 1 at the Denham roundabout. Now southbound on the M40 we're getting reports that it's also very slow following a pothole between Junction 7 at Tame and 6 at Watlington. The 505 at Hitchens Road is also partly blocked looking like it's just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings. Everything else not looking too bad this morning but we do have delays of 30 minutes on Greater Anglia between Hartford East and Liverpool Street as well. So do check before you travel this morning. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sophie. Right, nearly 7.46. It's Monday the 11th of February. These are your headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, will give details today of the government's plans for the long-term funding of social care in England. A Hertfordshire widow is accusing a hotel of cancelling her late husband's wake as soon as they found out that she was a traveller. In sport, Manchester United lead the Premier League by 12 points following their 2-0 win against Everton at Old Trafford. Coming up before 7am, Helen Mirren's pink hair has caused a storm in the papers this morning. I want to know what you think. Glamorous granny or downright ridiculous? But before that, weather, Elizabeth Rossini. Beds, hearts and bugs, weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. We've seen plenty of snow around last night. We had up to a good four or five inches actually recorded in High Wycombe. We've still got some outbreaks of snow through today or through this morning rather. The Met Office warning for snow has now been extended to cover the rest of the rush hour. So outbreaks of rain, sleet and snow, albeit fairly light and patchy through the rest of the morning today, eventually easing off and it will be mostly dry actually through the late morning and into the afternoon. Um, Wouldn't rule out the odd wintry flurry here and there but uh, but I think most places are going to stay dry for the rest of the day today and uh, temperatures only up to around three possibly four degrees Celsius later on in Watford but mostly three degrees I think in Great Missenden, Hemel Hempstead and in Luton as well that's just 39 in Fahrenheit it's feeling very cold and there's a very chilly easterly breeze out there as well now into this evening and overnight staying cloudy you'll want to watch out for more ice on the roads and pavements into tomorrow morning again because the temperatures are once more going to dip below freezing lows of minus one degree celsius and then tomorrow mostly cloudy cold staying dry the winds a lot lighter highs again of two degrees celsius same sort of story for wednesday but we will see some wet and windy weather pushing its way in from the west as we head into wednesday evening that's the forecast for now thank you very much 
on Valentine's Day, BBC Three Counties Radio launches on DAB Digital Radio. And as part of our special day to celebrate, we want to hear about your plans to propose to your loved one. For richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. If you're happy to share your romantic moment, email us 3cr at bbc.co.uk or via facebook.com and twitter.com slash bbc3cr. And don't worry, we won't let the cat out of the bag. Oh. Uh, Helen Mirren, 67 years old, pink hair. Now, I think she should grow up and have a bit of respect for herself. Some of you agree. I'll be honest, most of you on Facebook disagree. I'll read some of those in a minute. Let's talk now to Elizabeth Hamilton. She's from the Red Hats Society in Milton Keynes. It's a club dedicated to helping women to grow old disgracefully. Morning, Elizabeth. Good morning to you. Pink hair. It's for teenagers and it looks ridiculous and older women, doesn't it? No. What? Uh, uh, Nothing looks ridiculous on older women. Uh, uh, It's a a false perception that women ought to be anything. Uh, um, My ladies are between the ages of 50 and uh, 83. Now, how many women would concur with my view that women throughout their lives have had to be what the world perceives they ought to be? They ought to be the best daughter. They ought to be the best fiancé. They ought to be the best wife. They ought to be the best cook, the the best housekeeper, the best mother, and so on. There's no problem striving for those things, is there? There's nothing wrong to strive for those. but, But I find that women actually are very released uh, once they retire from work yeah. or, or whatever, and they can find who they really are and express that uh, socially, emotionally, and in their dress and in the way they look. I mean, there are women who dye their hair, but dyeing hair can be changed. It's the unfortunate 22-year-old that had uh, a tattoo of I Love Bob, and it's with them forever, and they can't even remember who Bob is. Yes. Uh, so there are immutable things, but I don't think there's any problem with dyeing your hair. I think you should be uh, as expressive and as fun-loving and as... Uh, full of zest as you can be as you get old and there are lots of iconic women who are telling us just how to be that Helen Mirren among them Joanna Lumley and you know it's oh. it's a grand thing I think She's we live one. in a wonderful age where we can express ourselves and our ladies at the Red Hat Society do that in so many ways we have as many eclectic experiences as possible and I hear people saying to me I never thought I would ever do that and we we do grow old disgracefully yeah. in fact it just came to me that there is a hamster ball Sorry. at the Bletchley swimming pool what? and we're going to go in it and we're going to roll around and have fun whoa, in whoa, it whoa, whoa. hang on and a second we're, Elizabeth, we're old ladies this hang on a second this sounds awesome there's a giant hamster ball in the swimming pool somewhere <laughs> there's a giant hamster ball at Bletchley swimming pool that sounds awesome uh, fantastic But you're fun. too old to go in there, Elizabeth. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm, I, yes, I'm too old, but I'm going to, I'm Good going to encourage those uh, to do it. And I think all, all women should have as much fun as possible. And I, I think that uh, as many experiences as we can pack into our lives, as long as we breathe, and we can do it. Okay. Let, let me read you some of the Facebook comments. There's a picture of me holding a newspaper with Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, Linda says. Good for her. She looks great. 
Julie says, I think Ian should gain a bit of self-respect and make himself look half-decent before passing judgement on someone as elegant and poid as poid as, as Dame Helen. Now, I've not had a shave. I'll tell you why. I've just moved house at the weekend, Elizabeth. I've got no mirrors in my house. That's why I've not shaved. It's almost a medical condition. So, Julie, thank you. Um, she may, Gary says, she may be 67, but I, oh no, I can't read that out, sorry, <laughs> I just saw where that was going, that was a crude sexual reference. Dale says, must be a slow news day, maybe cover something positive in the local community rather than looking this hard for something to talk about. So most people would say that she looks, I, I just think, Elizabeth, if it were my gran, I'd be kind of burying my head in my hands and thinking, oh Nan, please, if Nanny Eileen did this to her hair, I'd be terribly embarrassed. Why? Because it's just a, a, a little bit of respect for yourself. I, if it was an, listen, and I'm not being sexist, okay? If it was a, an old man, let me think of an old man who's an actor. I don't know George Clooney. If George Clooney went up with pink he's hair, not that old. Well, he's in I his. I fancy him. Well, ooh, steady on, love. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's in his fifties, isn't he? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't mind. He's just. Fanciable. He's, he's gorgeous. I, you know, I, I fancy him a little bit as well. And I'm <laughs> married. Uh, <laughs> well, that, I'm married as well. <laughs> he's a good look. Exactly. Hey, come on. Let's uh, let's. Uh, you only live once. Uh, but uh, I try to think of an older actor. If an older, if, if Christopher Lee, okay, now he is old. If he turned up with pink hair, I would be saying exactly the same thing as him. He won't do it because he's got a little bit of respect for himself. I don't think it's got anything to do with respect. It's, uh, if, if you do it and you look elegant and you feel good inside yourself, yep. uh, that's fine. Um, I, I remember seeing a mother turning the corner and seeing her son with green hair. The awe and shock, and I could think of her thinking, what's going to happen to my pillow slips? Uh, you know, uh, she was worried but, it was going to rub off. He was yeah, going to rub off in bed. It was going to rub off. You could see it all in her face. But the fact was, this young man was expressing himself, and he's probably a very respectable, grey-haired gentleman now, driving a very respectable car and doing his garden and mowing his lawn and all that. We we all ought to be able to be a little bit off the wall from time to time. I think it's mentally healthy. Healthy. I think it's it. it allows us to feel that we have expressed ourselves. And I think there's nothing wrong. She is elegant with pink hair. There's nothing wrong with the, the, the quality of elegance. What she's saying is women come out of your uh, constricted ideas of yourself. Be who you want to be. Blossom as a flower. It doesn't matter what the age. Elizabeth, always a pleasure to talk to you. Elizabeth Hamilton from the Red Hats Society in Milton Keynes. If you want to see the picture of me with uh, Helen Mirren, I'm holding a paper. We're not really together. Facebook.com forward slash uh, BBC3CR. I'm looking at it. I've just noticed I've got two massive spots on my, uh, my nose. I've got no mirrors in the house. I, I I'm not vain at all. I hate looking at myself in the mirror. But, it, but my hair is a mess. It looks like my hair's receding in that picture. What on earth is going on? It's been a very stressful weekend. There's every chance I may have aged dramatically. Moved house on Friday. It was a chain of eight houses. Okay, that's a big chain. We didn't get our keys till 4.45. That means there was a cat and a fish in my car from half past 11 until 4.45. Sat in the car. They weren't happy. They weren't happy. Velvet was in a box. Oh, I wasn't going to let her out. The fish was in the car. It was that thing, wasn't it? It's like the, there's a fox, a chicken and a bag of oats. You've got a boat. How do you get them across the river? Well, I just had to put them all in the car. Got the keys at 4.45. Number eight in the chain served notice on everybody below them, and we had to send them money. 
Well, it was a right pain in the backside. We're in now. It's good. Don't worry. Thank you very much. We're in. It was kind of hard work and stressful, as these things always are. But it's in. We're in. It's a joy. Uh, and the kids love it. And that's all we need. Now, on JVS today, uh, a four-week-old baby boy was mauled by a fox as he slept at home in his cot, and he's said to be making a good recovery in hospital. The attack, which happened in south-east London, has led to calls for more to be done to tackle the problem of urban foxes. JVS will be back with the big phone-in from nine, and today he's asking, is it time to cull urban foxes? Uh, you can start getting in touch with him now. JVS show at bbc.co.uk. Films... You don't understand. I've struggled with the A-team. I know, I thought I'd be able to get it. But we'll have a... Uh, d- apparently it's, it's incredibly... It's unfathomable. Dennis and Dunstable, films you don't understand. I understand them all. They're, they're aimed at the lowest common denominator of intelligence, for God's sake. Sorry? Yeah, what, what of course f- they are. If you can't understand them, I dare say you better go to the doctors. Have, have you seen the A-team? Yes. What? It's a comic book thing. The film? You've seen the 18 not film? Not one, but they're all the Thank same. You. They're all they're not the same low and common do- denominator not- of intelligence. Dennis, not all films are aimed at the lowest common denominator. Well, which ones aren't? Like, the, the French films aren't. <laughs> the arty French films that are really they slow. Are. They're made to entertain. Entertain is lowest common denominator. Sorry. If you can't understand them, I'll tell you what. If you look at Ellen Mirren and you don't like her, then I think you've got wrinkled eyeballs. Sorry? Yes. She looks... I'm not being funny, because everyone says, oh, Helen Mirren, she's 67, but still, foie. No, no foie. She looks ridiculous, Dennis. No, 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 no. Sorry. What is pink hair? Pink hair is red hair just going paler. What? What are you... Of course it is. <laughs> That's the most rubbish thing I've ever heard in my life. Why? Hey, Dennis, listen. <laughs> listen, I tell you what, to prove that films aren't yep. aimed at the lowest common denominator, I'm really excited. This week, the new Die Hard film is I've opening. I've seen it. I saw the last one last... The number four last night. Okay. Now, that was ridiculous. Sorry? There was so much... There was, there was Die Hard 4 was on last night. Yeah, it's a good film. And it said he's not been back for, for ten years. Well, quite frankly... To see the thing, he, he defied death about six or eight times. He's Bruce Absolute, Willis. Yes, but it was it was comic books. Dennis, stuff, Dennis, God's sake. if I paid, would you come and see the new Die Hard film with me in the pictures? Yes, of course you would. Right, would. Well, d- d- right, right. Dennis's details. I'm going to go and see Die Hard. A good day to Die Hard with Dennis. I'm going to make him enjoy that film. That's happening next week. There we go. Here's the travel news. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very busy out there this morning, particularly on the motorway. Severe delays, London bound on the M1. One lane closed and queuing traffic following an overturned lorry and three other vehicles involved between nine at Redbourne with congestion back to 12 at Flitwick. Also slow as well following the earlier accident southbound on the M11 around Junction 6 at the M25. All lanes have now been reopened, however. And heading north on the M40, also slow following an earlier accident between four at High Wycombe and five at Stoke and Church. While London bound, it has also got one lane closed on the exit slip road following an accident at Junction one at the Denham roundabout. Heading through Luton, the A505, that's Hitchin Road, also partly blocked, looking like it's still only just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings. Everything else not looking too bad. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sophie. I think I've just agreed to go and see the new Bruce Willis Die Hard, A Good Day to Die Hard with Dennis from Dunstable. That's <laughs> something I never predicted would happen. OK, here's the news with Catherine Boyle. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning, it's 8 o'clock. The headlines, government tackles social care costs, Hertfordshire Hotel accused of discrimination and Fox attack baby recovering well. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government will set out its plans later for the long-term funding of social care. Alison Holt has the details. It's expected a £75,000 cap will be placed on the accumulated costs paid by a person for help at home or in residential care, although people in residential homes will still have to cover board and lodgings. Currently, anyone who has just over £23,000 in assets has to pay for all their care. That threshold will rise to £123,000. And those eligible for care when they turn 18 will get free support. It's likely to be confirmed that the £1 billion cost of reform will be met in part by a freeze on inheritance tax levels. A handful of schools have announced they'll close today as a result of the snow. Buckinghamshire is worst affected with four schools telling children to stay away and some others changing their hours. In Bedfordshire, three are closed, while we've had no closures as yet reported in Hertfordshire. You can keep an eye on that via our website, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. A Hertfordshire gypsy family are threatening legal action against a Watford hotel they accuse of racial discrimination. Mary Watson's late husband's wake was cancelled with two days' notice. The Watford Hilton say they were Acting on police safety advice given the large numbers expected, but Mrs. Watson believes it's because she's a traveller. They should be ashamed of themselves. I will fight this and they won't ever do this again to anybody. It's getting me down. I feel ill over it. This is as bad as burying my husband. How bad can that be? A four-week-old baby who was attacked by a fox as he slept in his cot in South London is said to be making progress. Reports suggest one of Denny Dolan's fingers had to be reattached and he needed stitches for puncture wounds to his face. A public consultation begins today into plans for more than 10,000 new homes in North Hertfordshire over the next 18 years. Sophie Solaria has this report. All the larger sites have been proposed by landowners and developers, not the council. They include areas southwest of Hitchin, north of Letchworth, around the outskirts of Stevenage, east of Luton and a new village at Rush Green. Exhibitions about the plans are being held around North Hertfordshire over the next three weeks, starting at Nebworth tomorrow. At the Grammy Awards in Los Angeles, the British band Mumford & Sons won the top prize, Album of the Year, for Babel. Other British winners included Paul McCartney and Adele, who picked up the award for pop solo performance for the song Set Fire to the Rain. I just want to um, say a massive and big love to all the other girls and all us females doing this because we work so hard we make it look so easy. In sport, the England Rugby Union captain Chris Robshaw says his side aren't thinking about winning the Six Nations Grand Slam yet, despite admitting they're in a great position after beating Ireland 12-6. The weather cold and cloudy with sleet or snow showers and a top temperature of 4 degrees Celsius, that's 39 Fahrenheit. There's more news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio, first for news. <laughs> Morning, dear listener. Very exciting. Someone on, on, on Facebook has predicted I could be up for a, a Sony Award. The Amped Hill Around has posted, Congratulations to 3CR, a Sony Award on the way. Ian Lee, worst radio presenter of the year. Oh dear, well that's not... Uh... No, 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 come on, play nice, play nice. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up in the last hour of the show before JVS, including the government is promising to tackle what it calls the scandal of elderly people having to sell their homes because they can't afford social care. Campaigners are wary. The Alzheimer's Society will be joining me on the show next. Who do you think should pay for social care? 
A Hertfordshire hotel cancelled a man's wake two days before it was due to go ahead. The hotel say it was because of concerns over safety. The Gypsy family say they were discriminated against. We'll hear from an event planner to hear what she thinks. And how much do children in Luton know about America? I've been to Hilborough Infant School to find out. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government will today announce plans to help uh, prevent you from having to sell your home to pay for your elderly care. In future, the most it'll cost you is £75,000. To finance the scheme, inheritance tax is to be frozen. It's also believed that those with assets of up to £123,000 will, in future, qualify for some state help. The current limit is just about £23,000. With us now is Lindsay Roberts from the Alzheimer's Society to tell us more. Uh, Lindsay, what do you make of this? Good morning, Ian. Um, I think the proposals we're expecting to hear today are an important step forward in making the system for charging for care fairer. But the devil is going to be in the detail. We don't know exactly how it's all going to be implemented yet. Um, But what we are hearing is for the first time a cap is being put on the amount that people will have to pay in total for their care, although this is significantly higher than we would have wanted. And also the raising of the means testing threshold, so that's the point up to which people will receive support with paying for care, is, is going up significantly. And this is something we'd really do welcome because this is taking a large number of people with lower earnings, with with fewer assets out of the firing line for catastrophic costs which currently they will face that's the thing my, listen my mum's in social care she's only 62 but she's in social care and I'm, i am watching her money disappear the, the, the thing that really strikes me is this increase of the threshold from 23 to 123 because that is significant and will benefit a lot of people won't it it really will, and I think the £23,000 threshold, which is, has been in place for some time, was was unacceptably low and really didn't benefit that many people at all, bearing in mind it takes into consideration your house as part of your assets. Yep. So raising that number will, will really benefit a lot of people and will mean that people will have some support or have all their care paid for. Um, and will prevent them from having the huge cost. We're talking tens of thousands of pounds, maybe a hundred thousands of pounds people can face for care costs at the moment. So being taken out of that bracket where you're going to have to face those charges is, is really important. What this means is that, of course, the, 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 the taxpayer is going to be contributing towards social care. And I have done phone-ins on this before where people uh, say, well, hang on a second, why, why should I pay? Why should I help, you know, some old, old dear have a nice place to stay when she gets a bit old? Why, why do you think it's important that people should contribute, Lindsay? I think this is an issue which is always going to be controversial and it's always going to be an issue which uh, raises the heckles of a lot of people. But realistically, social care isn't... Uh, that something which only a very few people receive. It's something that realistically a very large number of people are going to need. For example, just looking at dementia and it's on its own, one in three people over 65 will develop dementia. So that's one in three people who will at some point in their lives need social care. And obviously there's a whole range of other conditions which also need social care. So it's about not burying your head in the sand and, and realising that this is an issue which is going to affect, if not yourself, somebody you know. And with an ageing population, the number of people needing social care is only going to increase. So we need to look at how we're funding it and make sure that the huge burden of all the costs isn't being put on the shoulders of the vulnerable people at the time when they need help and support. Uh, Lindsay, thank you very much indeed. This, uh, she makes good, a good point there, that this is, um, y- you know, th- when you're in your 20s and 30s to a certain extent, you, you're indestructible, aren't you? You're never going to die, you're never going to get Alzheimer's, you're never going to get cancer, you're never going to get anything. You're indestructible. Then as you get older, as I got older, you kind of see people getting sick around you and you think, well, hang on a second, this isn't going to go on forever. No, I've got a nice home, nice wife, two, two nice kids. I'm really lucky. My mum had that. 
And at the age of 59 or 60, 60, uh, she had to move into, into social care home because she got ill with MS and can't do anything. Can't feed herself, can't go to the toilet, can't wash, can't do anything. You never know what's around the corner. And those people that say, well, come on, hey, whoa, why should I contribute? It could happen to you. It could be your mum. It could be your husband. It could be anybody. It could strike any of us as we get older. 08459 455 555. Is there anybody listening to this who is is, uh, annoyed that we as the public, as taxpayers, will now be contributing to the social care of elderly and ill people? 08459 455 555. Helen Mirren Hare. You hate me for it. I'm, I'm just, listen, it's on the front page of the newspapers. I've not sought this story out. It's the thing that struck me as I was looking through all the papers. I think it looks, I think it looks ridiculous. Shirley's in Milton Keynes. Shirley, are you going to have a go at me as well? No, I'm not. Oh, go on. No, I, I can't think of anything worse. Oh. My goodness. Do you know, I'm 68 year old grandmother. Yeah. And if I dyed my hair pink, my family would absolutely have a fit. And they'd laugh at me. Now, that's, I, it, that's interesting. They would laugh at you. And I think, I think that people are laughing at Helen Mirren. Well, I, do you know, I only saw a brief glimpse of her last night, because I must say I didn't watch the BAFTAs. No. But I, only, I saw a brief glimpse of her on television, and I, I didn't even know it was her. Yeah. I, and to be honest, Ian, I thought she looked old last night. Uh, do you know what? Because she's always looked, she's always looked good for her she age, has. and she is, she is she looking has. old. And, and I don't and think the hair, I think the hair, the hair ages her. I, I think it did. I, I, I really think she looks ridiculous. I really do. So you, but a lot of people are saying, "Whoa, but what about the blue rinses that the old ladies used to have back in the seventies well, and eighties? They used to then. I mean, I'm grey, going white, just like my mum did. Yeah, and and I embrace it. I embrace it. I love it. I love my hair as it is. And I, I wouldn't. I used to dye it when I was younger, like yeah. all young people do these yes. days. But never pink. <laughs> I dyed my hair at college. Me and my mate Simon thought it'd be good to dye our hair. Uh, we, we, it was a colour called cherry, rich oh red brown. Gosh, yes. It looked ridiculous. Yeah. We looked like a couple of watsits. It was terrible, but it was yeah. fun. Well, uh, I once dyed my when I was younger. I once dyed my hair blonde, and then. I saw a photo of me, and I tell you what, it very, very quickly went back to my natural colour. Shirley, listen, thank you very much indeed. Richard, you've called in about a couple of things, but firstly, Helen Mirren. Yeah. What do you think? Well, for a long time, Helen Mirren has had the hots for me, and I quite fancy her, as it happens, as we're the same age, body-wise. I mean, I'm only 37, really. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Oh, dear. Um, I looked. At, I was watching the program, the old BAFTA thing last night, yes. and I saw the lovely Helen came on with her lovely curves and shape, and I looked at that hair and I thought, no, no, no. It's all very well. You know, I'm young and I'm whooping. I'm going to make a big statement of pink hair. I mean, that, that colour pink is flipping awful anyway on anyone, young or old. But on Helen, and I think she's sinning a bit. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm listening. Don't worry. Well, I'm, I, I know you've got a penchant for cutting people off. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't cut people off. Oh, you do. Well, I'm who was not... it the other week? Some poor woman from Royston. Anyway, oh, she was getting on my nerves. Anyway, yes. Um, um, where was you've I? lost yeah. your train Helen of thought, haven't you? No, no, no. Ghastly. She's got class. She's got style. Every man of my age would like to take her out for for lunch. 
never mind about dinner. Here we go. Listen, listen to this. These are the these are the messages I'm getting on Facebook, Richard. Yeah. Margaret O'Dell says, "Oh, Ian, go and get back in your cot. Helen looks marvellous." Joy Stewart says, "I think you a complete pillock and won't be listening to you again. Go and get a shower, a shave, and some clean clothes on." I'll have you know, this is a brand new top, never well, worn uh, before. Tell her not to pull a punch and say as it is. I know how rude, Richard. Shocking, outrageous. All I'm doing. You some morning. Anyway, we won't go there today. Y- yes. Um, <laughs> no, I think. You know, it's all very well. I'm whoopy yippy doopy. You know, red hat. Oh, by the way, do you know why it's called the Red Hat Society? Go on. Well, when I was a kid, it was well known. It's a well known fact, as they say. That red hat meant no knickers. Oh, for good. Now go away, Richard. For good. No, I am cutting you off. What a what a. <laughs> Goodness sakes! We really are. Listen, it's a breakfast show, and I have done late night shows where you can get away with a whole lot more. It's a breakfast show on BBC Three Counties. Boy, this morning we've been dancing up to the edge. We've gone right up to the edge. I dare say we've even peaked over the edge a little bit, haven't we? Of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Richard in Winslow, naughty, naughty. You you keep fighting off Helen Mirren. I know she's desperate for you. But you keep fighting her off. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Films you don't get. Mark Callum says I didn't get Twelve Monkeys. I thought I got Twelve Monkeys, but I'm not sure I understood the end. I loved it, but didn't get it though. He also goes on to say Helen Mirren. You're right. With the pink hair, she looked like an extra in Coronation Street. Not good. Not good. Another film I, I watched. And I thought I got it. I can't remember what it was called, but it's about a guy who keeps dreaming that the end of the world is coming. And the, the question is, is he actually having a prediction or is he having a mental breakdown? Right. Really good film. I totally misunderstood it. I went and posted going, hey, great film. I really like the ending because this, this, this is what happened. And someone went, no, 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 no. This is what happened. And it turns out I'd completely got it wrong. Tina says, Helen Mirren looks fantastic. I love her hair. Good for her. And she's put the number four there instead of the word four to save her time. She's saved herself typing two digits there, which she's then used on exclamation marks. So she really is getting the most out of her, her, her messaging services there. 08459 455 555. Helen Mirren. Have I got this wrong? It's very rare that I do. Possibly I have. Does she look ridiculous? Should she grow up, Grandma? Or should she carry on doing what she wants? Here's the travel news now with Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Southbound on the M11, looking slow following the earlier accident at Junction 6 at the M25. Congestion back to Junction 7 at Harlow. All lanes have now been reopened, however. London bound on the M40, also got a lane closed on the exit slip road following an accident at Junction 1 at the Denham roundabout. Traffic actually looking fairly good on the sensors there, however. And London bound on the M1, severe delays and one lane still closed with queuing traffic following an overturned lorry and three other vehicles involved. Uh, recovery work now taking place around Junction 9 at Redbourne. Congestion back to 12 at Flittick and the A5 that's uh, the High Street North heading through Dunstable southbound very slow between uh, West Street and Junction 9 of the uh, M1 at Redbourne not helped by traffic diverting around the accident at Junction 9 and the A505 that's Hitchin Road through Luton still partially blocked and just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings service also suspended on First Capital connecting Finsbury Park and Moorgate following a lineside fire at Moorgate so do check before you travel Sophie Tyler BBC Three Counties Radio Thanks Thank you very much, Sophie. Morning, it's 8.15. It's Monday the 11th of February. These are your headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The government is setting out long-awaited plans to make sure people don't have to sell their homes to pay for care in old age. A Hertfordshire traveller family are threatening legal action against the Watford Hotel, who they believe cancelled their booking based on their background. In sport, England are the only team that can still win the Six Nations Grand Slam after they beat Ireland away for the first time since 2003. So they've won then, have they? I don't understand. The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks. Cold and cloudy with sleet or snow showers and a top temperature of four degrees. Coming up before 8.30, as you've heard in the headlines, a family of travellers from Hertfordshire had their wake cancelled just two days before it was due to take place. They say it's discrimination. Is this unusual or does it happen a bit more often? We'll ask a local event planner for her take on this story. BBC Three Counties Radio. Weekdays from three. Local news. Campaigners are holding a protest against a wind turbine that could be built near the Buckinghamshire village of Ford. Discussion. And we were told when he was five days old that the only way for him to have a life outside of a wheelchair would be to have a through knee amputation at the age of one. Debate. Coming up after six, we've got an hour discussing business and finance. Later in the show, it's all about the entertainment world. It's the family and lifestyle debate. It's our politics panel discussing how politics affects us. Roberto Perot. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> do you choreograph those dance moves to the jingles? Or yes. You, uh, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah, you like that? I do like that. That one was just for you. What we might When do- David Previous here, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, it's a different one. I see. Very, very nice. Lovely to see you. I did miss you uh, this weekend. Did you? Uh, no, but. <laughs> It's it's the thing. No, it's the thing that people say, isn't it? It's 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 what I like to call on air banter. Oh, right. <laughs> we're bantering, are we? We're having some on air banter. So you missed me. Well, mind you, you've not seen me for four days, have you? You poor thing. <laughs> you've been off Twitter a bit as well. I've been off Twitter. Have I? You speak for yourself. I'm not off Twitter. Oh no! Oh no! I unfollowed you. That's right. That's it. Yes. I unfollowed That's you. That's why you think I'm off Twitter. <laughs> I unfollowed you. Today I've announced on my Facebook page I'm unfriending everyone unless they're family. Yes, I know. Yes. I'm a friend of uh, of yours on Facebook as well. Not for Should I take longer. this uh, sh- should I take this personally? <laughs> Don't worry, I've already gone through all your photos. What? And I've saved them all to my hard disk. Oh! <laughs> you, I bet you probably have. No, I haven't. You're one of those weird Do you have a nice weekend? Yes, very nice. Full of entertaining. Mind you, yesterday I had a 15-month-old child in my luxury penthouse apartment. How did that get in there? 15-month-old children don't really go with my apartment, I've found. Right, right. His favourite, uh, his his favourite little... Imagine you with a 15-month-old. Yes, his favourite little game yesterday was to take remote controls, coasters, anything really he could get his hands on, and repeatedly smash them against my 42-inch plasma TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yes, my TV, my 42-inch is uh, is scratched beyond belief yes now, and we've lost all the controllers you'll never find those my luxury windows that look out yes. over hertfordshire yes they now have tiny little handprints all over them where did you get this child from did you hire it was this a trial to no. see if you like the idea of being a dad <laughs> what, what, no. was, what was this from no it's uh, some friends with their little boy i mean it's very sweet he got four teeth but uh, but seemingly he looked like a steptoe got four little teeth <laughs> But oh, don't they don't they get everywhere? Could you not ask him ask them to leave it in the car? Well, I thought that would be a bit cruel. Right, it was right, very cold, right. so I let him in. Yeah. But after he'd terrorised my cat yeah. and put handprints all over everything and nearly smashed my my plasma TV, to be frank with you, I was ready for them to go. So you're not no you're no plans to become a dad in the no. near future? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think I prefer my things. 
They're but, very nice coasters. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, is it time to cull urban foxes? Uh, talking of children, this four-week-old baby boy mauled by a fox as he slept at home in his cot is said to be making a good recovery in hospital. The attack, which happened in south-east London, has led to calls for more to be done to tackle the problem of urban foxes. Peter Crowden is the former chairman of the National Pest Technicians Association. He says it's time to consider a cull of urban foxes. But is this the answer? Um, I'll be absolutely honest with you, Ian. Yeah. I hate foxes. Well, you said it doesn't surprise me. Foxes killed my rabbit, Henry. I had the most beautiful... Ra- Why are you laughing? It's I not funny. I am not laughing. I am, I am laughing. You're trying the- to stifle a laugh. I am stifling a laugh. He was a dwarf lop. And... <laughs> What's that funny? It's not funny. My poor rabbit... One night I forgot to shut him in the hutch. He used to run a free run of the garden. Hurry up, because I've got to talk to, to, to I've got a guest lined up. Came down. Yes. Nothing but orange fur scattered everywhere. If I had a gun, I'd kill foxes. In fact, you know I'm a good shot. Give me my eye patch. I could do it. Anyway, that's coming up at nine. Is it time to cull urban foxes? Well, thanks very much for coming in and uh, informing us about that. Are you ready? Yeah. Here he comes. Here's a fox. Move to him. Here's a fox. Stay oh, yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. Here's a fox. Oh, look at it! Yes, yes that's it. I'll kill him. Oh. I've trained a killer. Come on. <laughs> you feeling good? You, you hit it. I'm feeling really butch. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jonathan. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. Debbie, coming to you in a second. Debbie's our guest that's lined up. Sorry to keep you waiting. A gypsy family from Hertfordshire are angry and upset after the hotel they booked for a funeral cancelled on them just two days before the event. It was only after police had informed the Hilton in Watford that it was for travellers and that there could be a large amount of people attending. Sopwell House near St Albans came to the rescue in the end and the event passed off peacefully. But Mary Watson told reporter Serena Farrow she feels let down by the police. I can't believe that the authorities could do this at a funeral. They have hurt me and my family. They should be ashamed of themselves. I will fight this and they won't ever do this again to anybody. It's getting me down. I feel ill over it. This is as bad as burying my husband. How bad can that be? Because you've had other weddings, funerals, been no trouble? No trouble whatsoever. There was no fighting, arguing. Who wants to fight and argue over a funeral? They were so upset over my husband, he was a good man. He was my hero. I think, more importantly, Bob got to point out, no alcohol was there at all, at the wake or at the funeral. We don't believe in alcohol. It's plenty of food, tea and coffee. For three days, my relations made sandwiches and plenty of food. That's all they done. There was no trouble at this funeral. There was no arguments. There was no stress about that. There was no, what is the difference of a traveller to the police or anybody else? Why should we be condemned like this when they don't even know any of the travellers? They don't try to get no, it's ignorance, pure ignorance that they don't know nothing about travellers. But they will know about travellers because I'm not letting this go. And if they were to say to you, well, you've got big numbers, 400, whereas let's say at someone else's funeral might be 100. Do you think that makes a difference? It doesn't make a difference because nobody knows how many's coming to a funeral. The authorities informed the hotel there was going to be over 400 people there. How would the police know that? If we book for 100, 
you wouldn't have 400 coming. Lots of people don't come to a funeral to tea. They go straight home. Some's got lots of places to travel. They want to get home. If there had have been any extra, we would have let the hotel know and it would have been paid for. They phoned up and returned the money we had paid back into a banking account. Then we had to start all over again. And the hotel did say that they could take more if we needed them. Why should anybody look up to the police under these circumstances? It wasn't as if there was a big, massive police presence? There was no big, massive police presence. We did ask for the police to come and see the traffic. There was one lady that couldn't do the traffic. One of my relations had to put the lady on the side and he had to do the traffic, so he missed some of the funeral. I want a law for all travellers over this. Why shouldn't they have a law? Everyone else has a law. It's just so that people think twice what they're doing to travellers. They can do anything they want to travellers and they get away with it. It's went on for years, but it has to stop. They don't know what they're doing and how much they've they've done in the past but they're not doing this to me ever again well debbie dingle uh, debbie diggle sorry is an event event planner who owns a wedding wonders uh, from abbott's langley morning debbie morning ian in your experience how common is it for hotels to cancel has it ever happened to any of your customers no not in my experience it hasn't happened fortunately um d- d- i've never heard of anybody cancelling before that's Seems outrageous to me. Well, the, the hotel are saying it was because they were, they were worried about numbers and, and, and safety and, and, and things like that. But a couple of hundred guests at a wake, a hotel could normally cover that, couldn't they? I, I don't know what the hotel's um, limit is. Obviously, they are bound by health, uh, health and safety and fire regulations, so they'll have a limit on the number of people that they can have. So I don't know what the situation was in this case, but I've never been at an event where anybody's actually come in and counted the number of guests. Right. So how they would know that there was going to be more than the, the hundred that have been booked for right, is a bit of a mystery. How, how does it work? Does the customer have any comeback if, if, if it's cancelled at the last minute? Because if I cancelled a do, if I was the customer cancelling a do, I would be penalised. Does the customer have any recourse against the hotel? I would imagine that um, in the contract that they would have signed initially that it, the hotel have very well covered themselves so that uh, the customer doesn't have any recourse, unfortunately. And if there is a big event, do, do, do police usually inform venues that there's going to be large numbers? Seems odd that the police would get involved. I, I have no idea how the police even knew about it. That's very weird. Um, but no, I would never, I've never heard of that happening before, no. Uh, Debbie, listen, thank you very much, Debbie Diggle, uh, event planner who owns Wedding Wonders from Abbott's Langley. Well, the Hilton wouldn't uh, come onto the show this morning, but in a statement they say, following discussions with Hertfordshire Constabulary, where concerns over guest numbers and a hotel capacity were identified in the interest of guests and team member safety, we decided it would be imprudent to proceed. Imprudent, there's a strong word, isn't it? Uh, and meanwhile, Hearts Police say we were kindly informed by the family a large number of people were expected. It was never our intention to disrupt the event. Changes are going to be made to social care. Who pays for it and how it gets paid for? Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Hello, Ian. What do you make of these changes? It's got to be a, a, a good idea, hasn't it? It's going to matter very little to anybody. It's, uh, you're still going to have to spend the money out of your savings, and yeah. in the end, all that you've got is going to be taken away in, in any case. But, but no, it's not, it's, not, it, Pat, it's not all going to be taken away. Well, you're talking about board and lodging. That probably makes up the bulk of the amount of money you pay out each month for care. 
And then you equate that to what's happening around the country, especially in Scotland where they get free care. Yeah. You, you equate that to people that don't have the money, they don't have anything to sell, they'll be getting free care. Yeah. How is, but, how is it right? Well, no, but the threshold of, of where the council step in and help has uh, increased from 23,000 so uh, to 123,000. So when you reach 123,000, in theory, the council will help with your rent as well as having the, the care paid for. They will help, but they don't say really how much they're going to help well, quite with. Often, quite often, they pay, at the moment, they, they pay all of it, or they pay a significant portion of it. Well, I, I just don't believe it. I mean, I've got to look, look over the figures myself, but uh, I'm always suspicious when the government says we've got a better deal... For the elderly, and it turns out that the deal is negligible. Uh, listen, you, you are right. You are right to question these figures. Of course, you are, Pat. Uh, uh, but I, because uh, I've, I've been following this story closely for a long time, because my mum's going in, and it'd be too late for uh-huh. my mum to, to to get any of her money back. But yeah, uh, I, 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 on the on the co- on the, the the cover, this sounds like it's a much much better deal for those people in social care than than, than they're getting at the moment. Well, the best deal that could have happened would be to implement it right away, which they're not doing until 2017. Yep. Um, that, you know, that also takes into account our relation, losing everything as well. Yep. And then you look at, uh, I'll say it again, a level playing field. If Scotland can do it for free, we should be doing it for free for everybody and we can't charge everybody. Pat, OK, listen, we have to end it there. I, I, I don't know if I agree with it, doing it for free. I mean, there are people in my mum's home who get it for free because they never saved or anything. But, but I do think if you've got some money, you should contribute towards it slightly. I wouldn't expect my mum to get it for free completely. I, I, would, I think she should pay a portion of it. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Travel news now. Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. London bound on the M40. We have one lane closed on the exit slip road following an accident at Junction 1 at the Denham roundabout. And London bound as well on the M1. More delays looking uh, quite severe actually. There are the queues with uh, problems and the road is blocked following recovery work taking place after the overturned lorry this morning. Another three vehicles also involved in that accident happened at Junction 9 at Redbourne. Congestion is back to 12 at Flittick. Now the A5 heading south through Dunstable uh, very slow this morning between uh, West Street and Junction 9 of the M1 with people trying to avoid the uh, M1, of course, because of the accident. And through Luton, the A505 at Hitchin Road, partly blocked, looking just passable following a fallen tree at Great Marlings. And also the A27 heading north at Junction with the A23. We've got an accident there, four vehicles involved, partly blocking the road, no emergency services at the scene. Reports there are a little bit sketchy, so if you have any more details, please do be sure to get in touch. Trains and tubes not looking too bad at the moment. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, blimey. Ken Tan Glover's furious on Facebook. But we lost another listener. Why is BAFTA or Helen Mirren's hair a local community story? Talk about the snow again, or if you have nothing to say, say nothing. Um, wait, <laughs> King, if I did that, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Uh, before you criticise anyone's appearance, have a look at yourself in the mirror. I haven't got any mirrors in the house, so that's not possible. Um, Helen Mirren is one of the most famous, talented, and beautiful British actresses in the country. She's an okay actress. After all the ranting, just realise that BBC 3CR Ian Lee, it's I-A-I-N, promotes ageism and sexism. Wowzers! I didn't realise I was promoting ageism and sexism. Well, here's an old woman, it's Catherine Boyle. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's 8.30, I'm 35. The government's setting out long-awaited plans to make sure people don't have to sell their homes to pay for care in old age. A Hertfordshire traveller family are threatening legal action against a Watford hotel who they believe cancelled their booking based on their background. And a handful of schools have announced they'll close today as a result of the snow. In Bedfordshire, four are closed, of which three are special schools. Six schools are telling people to stay away in Hertfordshire and five schools are closed in Buckinghamshire. You can get more details on our website, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Beds, Hearts and Bucks Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford manager Jan Franco Zola predicts his team's promotion race will last all season. The Hornets drew two all with Crystal Palace on Friday night and a third in the championship. Zola says it's going to be tight until May. That uh, shows uh, that uh, how difficult it's going to be until the end. And uh, also confirms that uh, the championship is tough and, uh, and there's a lot of te- there are a lot of teams that play good football. We've got a lot of games to play for and uh, we're going to give uh, our best shot. MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says that hard work will get them through their current slump in form. The Dons lost 3-1 at Oldham on Saturday and are now 13th in League One. Stevenage lost 2-1 to Carlisle at the weekend, meaning Borough now down to 14th. And in League Two, Wickham won 4-0 against York at Adams Park. Luton Town manager Paul Buckle says automatic promotion isn't out of the question, despite the Hatters now being 14 points from the top spot. Luton drew one all with Forest Green on Saturday and all the results didn't go their way. But Buckle says they can still finish first. You know, if we win our games now and we've still got a chance. Um, you know, and last week I was upset last week at the performance. I weren't upset today. So, look, if we draw a game against someone like Forest Green, who, 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 who are given everything to try and get up this year, if the players give that between now and the end of the season, we'll be very, very close. In rugby, Bedford Blues picked up an important bonus point, beating Jersey by 38 points to 21 at Goldington Road in the Championship. And in Premiership Rugby, Saracens lost 29-16 against London Irish at the Modeski Stadium. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at nine o'clock. Here's a fun thing. (laughs) It's fun. Right, go on. Because I'm getting a lot of stick today, so let's make it fun. Scott on Twitter has come up with vegetable names for members of the team. Oh, right. Sophie Celeriac. Nice. Ian Leake. And Catherine boiled carrots. I'm always the exotic one. <laughs> on FM, AM, and online, BBC Three <laughs> Counties Radio. <laughs> oh, that's made me chuckle. <laughs> Catherine boiled carrots. I like that. Sophie Celeriac. That's a good one. Can anybody come up with vegetable names for Jonathan Vernon Smith, Justin Dealey, and Nick Coffer? <laughs> Can anybody do that? That's your challenge between now and nine o'clock. Uh, other things coming up uh, in the last half an hour. You'll hear me talking to some children from Hilborough Primary School and asking them what they think of America. Also talking about films you can't understand. But Helen Mirren really has uh, gripped the nation this morning. 67, pink hair. I think she should grow up and have some uh, respect for herself. Not many people agree on Facebook. It's turned nasty on Facebook today. It's turned nasty. The internet is a barren, wasteful place. Uh, and I always say, go on the Facebook and argue. Don't be rude about people. Don't be rude to the other people. Don't be rude to me about me on there. No, I enjoy your comments. The, the rude and otherwise. And what other radio station? Think about this. What other radio station would read those comments out? Only this one. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Well, Tracy Gascoigne is a hairdresser in Aylesbury. Morning, Tracy. Morning. What do, have you seen these pictures of Helen Mirren? Yes, I have. But now, be honest. What do you think? Yeah, she looks amazing. Really, it's beautiful. Yeah, stunning. Do you, not, do you not think the haircut is a little bit too young for her, and the colour's ridiculous? 
No, no. I think she can carry it off. She's amazing. She looks amazing for her age, and why not? Do you get um, many people over 60s coming to your salon asking to, to have their hair dyed or coloured like that? Not recently, but I think she'll set off a trend and we'll be getting more of it. Do, what happened to the blue rinse, Tracy? Do you remember the blue rinse in, like, the 80s? Yeah, the blue rinse and the purple rinse. Um, it just went, it went out of fashion. Um, but I'm sure with someone like Gina Day, Master Roland, someone like her, she's going to bring back all the... Um, pink rinse and the purples and i'm sure that we will see a lot more of it now listen i'm sure that um uh, uh, your uh, salon is an exclusive place if someone yes. came in and asked for a really ridiculous haircut would you do it or would you kind of boot them out i wouldn't boot them out i would recommend different ways of doing it um but if they insisted on it and they really wanted it then i would do it yeah i do and finally before we let you go what's the name of the salon by the way it's destiny. Destiny, I like that. Nice. Uh, what's the going rate for a tip these days in the hairdressers? I've got because th- that bit always makes me feel very, very uncomfortable. You pay. You, you say, <laughs> it says seven pound fifty for a haircut. I'm fine. I'm happy yeah. to pay that. Do I say keep the change? Then it becomes a ten pound haircut. That's suddenly a bit different. Do I give them the fifty p? What? What's the What's the going rate for I a think, tip? I think you should be generous and, um, and say to them to keep the change. <sighs> That's two pound fifty tip. That's twenty five. Percent's not quite. Don't work like that. But that's a lot of money. I know, but they're very nice people, and they look <laughs> after you, and they make you feel good about yourself. Well, they do. Not always. My hairdresser <laughs> doesn't always. But but the, but the, the price is that the haircut should be. Why don't you? This is what I don't understand. Why don't you, Tracy, just include the tip in the price, and then say there's no tip. It's included in the price. Everyone's happy. That that anxiety is removed from the the hairdressing session. But then we'd have that in everything. We'd have that in restaurants everywhere we go. That we have to. It's just to give someone a thank you, isn't it? You're right. How's business going, Tracy? All right? Really well, thank you. you Very bu- well. You booked up for today? You got, you got a, a full day? Uh, we're virtually booked up. We've got a few spare appointments, but other than that, we're hoping that the snow will stop and um, because it does keep people away. Yeah, of course. Um, but hopefully, yeah, we'll be full. Tracy, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much. Tracy Gascoigne from Destinies in Ellsbury. They've got a couple of free slots. Why don't you go in there and get a haircut and tell them I sent you? Huh? That'll be nice, wouldn't it? That'll do them the world of good. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, Tracy. In Japan, you don't tip. The tip is included in the price. If you leave money on a table in a restaurant, they come running after you in the street. Oh, and don't tip a cab driver. They think it's rude. Uh, some texts, 81333, starting the text 3CR on Helen Mirren's hair. Helen in Milton Keynes. My first job in the 60s, one of the directors dyed his hair blue one weekend. He was in his late 50s. We all thought it looked fantastic. What is wrong with people brightening their appearance, regardless of age? Mags in Stopsley. I'm 68, off to the hairdresser. I think I'll go pink. Nick from Barkway. Ian, firstly, good luck in your new home. Now, Helen Mirren, I think she looks good. If she is anything like my ex, it will be a different colour next week. Um, he didn't understand the film source code. Oh, I got source code, I think. I didn't quite understand the ending. Uh, and Karen says, Helen Mirren looks great. I'm 49 next week. I colour my hair, wear jeans and skirts above my knees. I will not be told by the time I get to a certain age I become this old age woman. My 21-year-old daughter likes me as I am, so tough luck. Well, do you know what? Okay. I think she looks silly, but maybe I will take a step back from this one and say, well done, everybody. Yes, you have almost managed to s- turn this ship around uh, and, and to change my opinion on this. Almost. Almost. 
455555 is the telephone number. Now, people often wonder what I do in my spare time. I play computer games with our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. I listen to the monkeys, and sometimes I visit schools in the three counties to find out how much they really know about the world. A couple of weeks ago, I spent a morning at Hilborough Infant School in Luton, where they make a cracking cup of coffee. And I spoke to some of the children there to find out exactly what they know about America. Hello, my name is Lauren. I'm six years old. <coughs> I'm seven years old, and I come from Hilborough Infant School. And I'm William. I am Hadefan Nago, and I'm seven, and I go to Hilborough Infant School. I'm seven, I'm Bradley, and I go to Hilborough Infant School. I'm Marina and I'm seven and I go to Hilbert Infant School. My name is Kazeem and, I, and I'm seven years old and I'm from Pakistan. Where is America? Me! I know! Um, it's in Scotland. No! no. England. It's, it's um, on the other side of... Um, I think it's on the other side of the earth and it's, it's nearly the biggest place on the earth. Uh, it's It's... It's uh, next to South America. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, isn't it near Antarctica? No. It's south. No way. That's south. Is it in the? Is it near the south? Is it near Wales? No. Who is Barack Obama? Oh, um, is he? Is he the leader of America? <laughs> I don't know who he is, but I've heard him and he's on TV. He cuts people's heads off. The Prime Minister of um, America. That's what I meant. Wait, That's, wait. That's what I meant. He's, you're, you're Bradley, you're, you're, you're right. Bradley and Ella, he's the President uh, of America. You, you do, do you, who knows what the President of America does? Oh, no. Oh, no. He, tell, he tells you whether to move out or whether oh, you stay. I know, I know. I'm Barack Obama. I'm the Prime Minister. Get me my chocolate cake. What is the best thing about America? Because they have most money. Because there's lots of things to buy. Because there's lots of toy shops. The, the, the games are out are more. The, the the game the games are out before for England. For like PlayStation and Xbox. There's a whole shop of wigs. Um, Pinocchio's the the story of Pinocchio was made there. What do Americans do? Um, um, do they just do they tell do they do they tell the Queen stuff? Maybe um, Americans do American dance all day long if they have holidays and they go la 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 la. Maybe they tell stories. Maybe they shoot everyone. Oh, they just they just sit down and watch television. My favorite thing. What do we all day doing? Do nothing. Just sit down and lie down and watch TV. I've come to the conclusion you're bonkers, Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> you're bonkers. The excellent children at uh, Hilborough Primary School and Ella. For some reason, I, I cut off Ella. Ella was there as well, and she didn't get a name check, and she was just as superb. My my two favourite things there. W- what's so good about America? Are oh, they get all the video games before we do, which is genius. Uh, and uh, they, uh, um, it's all about chocolate cake with those lot. 
They're all into their chocolate cake. A quick look at the front pages of the newspapers. The Daily Telegraph. Cameron abandons inheritance tax pledge. Tories picking pockets as they hit four million middle-class voters. Ministers will today abandon the Conservative Party's flagship pledge to reform Britain's unfair inheritance tax system in a move that will hit four million middle-class Britons. George Osborne, the Chancellor, will announce that the level at which inheritance tax becomes payable will be frozen at £325,000 until at least 2019 to fund reform of the social care system uh the guardian pupils accuse third teacher of abuse at top music school and there's a picture of anne hathaway and defense giant builds google for spies to track social networking users a multinational security firm has secretly developed software capable of tracking people's movements and predicting future behavior by mining data from social networking websites uh, the Times, there's Helen Mirren, the controversial Her- Helen Mirren, it would appear. Um, families to foot bill for cost of care for elderly. Charities attack reform as, as a drop in the ocean. I think the reform is... I, I, I think it's a great step forward. We have to see how much the rent is going to cost, because families will still have to pay the rent. Are they going to whack the prices up there? Possibly a bit. But I think it's a big step forward. Uh, and Iran defies sanctions with secret trade in gold. The Daily Express, Arctic chaos to last a week. New travel warning as Britain faces ice and snow disruption. Helen Mirren again. Um, and they're saying funding for old age care is a con. The Daily Mail, Helen Mirren again. Osborne, Osborne puts stealth tax on inheritance. And uh, 18 months after mayhem that shocked Britain, just 15 out of 200 convicted foreigners have been deported. The rioters, we can't kick out. And the son, there's a picture of that little baby who's had its finger bitten off by a fox. Oh, there's a very sad little picture there. Um, and Gaza aid. The son is today calling on England football stars to help save stricken legend Paul Gascoigne. Well... Just stop putting me on the front page of the sun. Just leave him alone for a bit, and that will be the biggest help you could be for the moment. 8.45, travel news now. Here's Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. London bound on the M1 was still looking at severe delays, queuing traffic and one lane is closed as well following recovery work taking place after the overturned lorry and three vehicle accident as well around Junction 9 at Redbourne. Congestion is back to 12 at Flittick. Now the A5, that's the high street heading south through Dunstable, still looking slow between Church Street and Junction 9 of the M1. A505 Hitchin Road through Luton as well, also looking like it's partially blocked, just passable there following the fallen tree at Great Marlings and also through Dunstable again reports that the B 4541 is blocked following an accident. A lorry involved there just around the Isle of Wight Lane. Uh, everything else on the road is not looking too bad. M25, though, is busy where you'd expect down the western stretch and uh, on the trains as well. Service suspended on First Capital Connect, slightly out the area, but something to be aware of between Finsby Park and Moorgate following a line side fire. So if you are travelling in towards London, do check before you travel. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sophie, thank you very much. Morning, 8.46. It's Monday the 11th of February. These are your headlines this morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government is setting out long-awaited plans to make sure people don't have to sell their homes to pay for care in old age. A Hertfordshire traveller family are accusing a Watford hotel of discrimination after their loved one's wake was cancelled with two days' notice. In sport, England batsman Ewan Morgan is in doubt for tomorrow's second 2020 match against New Zealand after he missed training today with a back injury. 
coming up before nine. If you've seen the A-Team, you'll see... There's a brilliant scene in it where they, they fly a tank. Well, we're talking about... Apart from that, I got that bit. The rest of it I couldn't make head and the tail of. We're talking about other films where you just don't understand what's going on. Sophie Solaria, our reporter this morning, had trouble understanding Kung Fu Panda. What films don't you understand? 08459 455555. But before that, here's the weather with Elizabeth Rossini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. There's lots of lying snow out there, some ice on the roads and the pavements as well, so do take care for that Met Office warning out for the ice for the rest of the day today. Now, we've still got some outbreaks of rain, sleet and snow falling through this morning, um, so um, so do watch out for that, something falling out of the sky. Anyway, it will tend to be quite light and patchy and generally ease off, actually, over the next couple of hours or so, so a much drier end to the morning and afternoon as well. Staying mostly dry this afternoon, perhaps the odd wintry flurry around at times lots of clouds staying cold temperatures only up to three or four degrees celsius later on for high wickham Ellsbury, luton and watford too that's just uh, 39 in fahrenheit a cold easterly breeze as well now as we head into this evening and overnight staying cold staying dry staying quite cloudy as well but despite the cloud temperatures will still dip below freezing so watch out for more icy surfaces into tomorrow morning and then tomorrow mostly dry staying cold and cloudy get the picture (laughs) a little bit of brightness perhaps developing into the afternoon but temperatures not getting much past three or four degrees celsius once more so it's looking similar for wednesday possibly a period of rain and strong winds overnight on wednesday but that is going to herald some milder air in time for thursday so temperatures all the way up to seven or eight degrees celsius by the end of the week until then though it's going to be staying quite cold and do watch out for some tricky conditions out there this morning that's the forecast thank you very much On Valentine's Day, BBC Three Counties Radio is broadcasting live for 24 hours. We'll be broadcasting live from your town, your city, your village. I'm here in King's Langley. I'm here in Leighton Buzzard. Live in the centre of Aylesbury. We're putting together a very special 24 hours in the life of beds, hearts and bucks. We'll be all over the Three Counties covering the stories that matter to you. Welling Garden City has a new look library. 66 stores will be closing, including those in Luton, Watford and St Albans. Officials in Bedford say they're extremely pleased. 24 hours in beds, hearts and bucks. Starts Valentine's Day morning at 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Wow, Facebook is... Uh, wow, gloves are off. Kevin Hicklin. Helen Mirren looks great. How many women do you know that look good at her age? I know, I know a lot that look good at her age. You are painful to listen to most mornings, but at least I only get one hour of you. It's a shame JVS can't start earlier. Well, I'll have a word with him, but if, <laughs> if there was a radio show I didn't like, I wouldn't listen to it for an hour. That seems insane, Kevin. What a strange thing to do. But thank you. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Excellent stuff. Now, films you can't understand. The BAFTAs last night. Argo was directed uh, by Ben Affleck. One best film. Bomb movie. Skyfall. Finally got recognition at the BAFTAs, being named the best British film. And Les Mis, another British film, won four awards. Daniel Day-Lewis picked up his fourth best actor award for Lincoln. All great films. Wonderful films, I'm sure. This morning... I've been asking about the films that you just don't understand. The two um, Daniel Craig Bond films I've seen, Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale, I didn't really understand. I enjoyed them. I didn't understand them. Uh, The A-Team, I don't think I even enjoyed it, but I didn't understand it. Sophie Solaria, or Sophie Solariac, we've discovered, doesn't understand any film at all, do you, Sophie? No, none. 
You, so you what? You do, how often do you go to the pictures? Uh, not that often for that reason, because it's just a waste of money. But what? I did go the other day to see Les Mis. And you, did you understand it? Uh, parts, no. Okay. Well, you've been out talking to people, have I you? I have indeed, of course. And actually, a lot of people have a few problems understanding films as well. Like me. Have a listen. Seven was pretty tricky to understand when you first watched it. Did you get there in the end? Yeah. Did you watch it a few times? I have done, yeah. So therefore, what was it What after the second or third go that perhaps it became clear? It was probably about the third, third go. That's persistent, isn't it, of you? <laughs> you don't get it, so you'll persevere. It's not for me from watching it. I have to watch it because my husband does. The Matrix really blew my mind. Never understood it. Don't know why. Still to this day, I've seen it three times. What is it all about? So you, three times you've now seen that. So yeah. you, you didn't just give up on once. You went back for a second and a third go. Absolutely, yeah. I must be really dumb, no? None the wiser? None the wiser. Clockwork Orange. What didn't you understand about that? The whole thing, really. One of the films that you can't really get... It's a good film, but you can't really get into it. Um, How did you feel while you were watching it? Perplexed. Confused and perplexed? Yeah. Did you turn it off or did you last no, out? all the way through. Because <laughs> it's a good film, but I couldn't understand it. I think it was something like The Matrix or something like that. It's one of those films you can't just get up and walk out of partway through. You've always got to sit there and watch it from start to finish. If you don't pause it, then you might miss something. Can you? But why? Why would you sit through something that you just weren't getting? I suppose that's true, but if someone else is watching it in the house and it's on, you just sit and watch it, don't you? So, madam, have you ever watched a film and just been completely baffled? No, not really, because we tend to pick the movies we want to watch, or if we're indoors, stuck indoors and snowed in, the children will choose what they want to watch, so it tends to be their cartoons. So if you keep to children's films, you find that you don't get confused? <laughs> yes, it's about my intelligence, isn't it? <laughs> but, Solariac, you do get confused by children's films. Kung Fu Panda was too much for you. Yeah, there was a few in- issues through that film that I just didn't get. Why has a panda got a duck for a dad? Don't get that. How is that the biggest question? Surely the biggest question is what is a panda doing kung fu for? Another question I asked myself, along with, what was a panda doing in China? They live in China. That's where they're from. They're from Ch- they're Chinese. So that would be the reason why it was the main central character? Yes. I'm going to have to watch that one back. OK, Sophie Solaria there, who's... Um Lack of... Uh, <laughs> what a great question. Why is there a panda in China? Yes, I admittedly, most of them are scattered in, in Edinburgh zoos and around the world. But yes, that's where pandas come from. Wow. BBC, your, your licence fee is, is paying her wages. Well, uh, Damon Smith is a film critic for the Press Association. Morning, Damon. Good morning. Were you confused by Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> <laughs> of all the questions I've ever been asked, no. I, surely, wasn't Kung Fu Panda adopted, and that's why he's got a duck for a father, and that's one of the running gags in it? There we go. But I, I've not seen the film, but yes, that, that was... <laughs> <laughs> are there any films, Damon? Now, listen, be honest. Are there any films you've watched, and you go, I don't understand it. I don't know what was going oh, on there. Plenty. Plenty of films. Half of the films that um, David Lynch makes, I think if people put their hands on their hearts, they'd have to say they didn't understand some or all of it. I felt like the um, kid who saw The Emperor Was Naked after watching <laughs> Mulholland Drive. And I, I kept going, yeah, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Oh, no, it was great. It was really, it was a dream within a dream. No, it was rubbish. <laughs> didn't make any sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's fame in a certain way. Um, Inception, the Christopher Nolan film, that baffled a lot of people. And it's, it's one of these things, I think, that when you watch a film, you feel that you should be able to understand it because somebody's put their vision on the screen and you want to. And there's this kind of sense of shame in saying, I had no idea what on earth was going on.
What I struggled. The reason we're talking about this, partly because of the BAFTAs last night, but I watched the A-Team at the weekend, which was very disappointing. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. I didn't know who was chasing who and what had happened and why the thing had blown up, but, but the man wasn't dead. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, God, you've gone right off us, haven't you, Damon? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking Kung Fu Panda and the A-Team wouldn't be near the top of the most confusing <laughs> films, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> I suspect what it was is that you were bored with the film, yeah, you switched off, and, and the one little bit of plot that they inserted beneath, between the action sequences, you missed, and I missed it, it threw you off for the rest of the film. I missed it. I, I have a theory, Damon, and I've, I've, I've taken so much abuse this morning, I might as well just go, <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there again and get more abuse. I think men are better at understanding films than women. And, and what, what has led you to this startling infection? I have never... Right, well, I watched... Well, <laughs> Damon's going, I'm not going back on there again, they're all idiots. Yeah, not three counties, no thanks. No, I tell you what, I've, I've watched films with men and we've all enjoyed it. I've watched films with women and at some point the, the woman will go, why, why, is he, why is he trying to shoot that man? I thought she was dead. Who's that? Constantly. Right. Well, perhaps perhaps it just means that women are more questioning, or rather, the women that you're with are more questioning. Yeah, whether, whereas you and your circle of male friends will accept anything as long as it goes bang. <laughs> I do like a good car chase and a gunfight. <laughs> uh, Damon, th- th- let's talk about the Bafters last night. W- were there any surprises in there for you? Um, well, probably the biggest surprise was um, Emmanuel Rivard, the French actress who's, I think, 85, 86, winning Best Actress and beating all of those gorgeous young things from Hollywood. Yeah. And um, it's going to set up a really interesting fight at the Oscars. Other than that, I think pretty much everybody we expected to win did win. And Ben Affleck, for reasons that I still don't understand, is winning Best Director and Best Film all over the place. Is Argo... Because I've heard that Argo's brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, Do you not it, rate it? It's, and it's fantastic, but all those other films that were nominated against it are better films. Then why do you think he's getting the awards? Is it just um, his he's turn? Getting the awards. It's a slight sympathy vote because he's been snubbed at the Oscars as Best Director. And I think there's a huge wave of sympathy now which is going to carry oh, that dear. film to the um, Best Picture Oscar. Everybody feels he should have been nominated. It's a huge snub and so they're going to reward him by giving it all this award. It's because he split up with J-Lo and they're feeling sorry for him. That's what it'll be. Plus, plus, of course, he's somebody that looks good on a podium. He's an actor we all know that we've followed for years and years and years. And he's the most recognisable face up there, probably. Damon, listen, I, I hope we've not scared you off by our stupidity here at BBC Three Counties Radio. It'd be nice to speak to you again, Damon Smith, film critic. Right, I want to squeeze in uh, Pam in Milton Keynes before Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Morning, Pam. Morning. You've, you, you've just seen Helen Mirren's hair, have you? Yes, uh, Martin Spencer. Well, I'm in the coffee shop. I'm the only one here. Oh, and lovely. I've opened up, yes, and I'm, I'm reading the Daily Mail, and um, I've seen her, and she looks stunning. I expected when you said pink for it to be a bright, deep pink. But it's not. It's very... Oh, we're, we're, oh, Pam, we're losing you. We've lost Pam. You enjoy your coffee in Marks and Spencers, my dear. I think she was giving the thumbs up to uh, Helen Mirren's hair. I, I, I appear to have uh, been t- taken a beating. But I won't back down. Oh, no, to, to quote the uh, Travelling Wilburys. I won't back down. Was it the Travelling Wilburys? I think it was, yes. I won't back down. I think she looks ridiculous, and I reserve my right to say that. And I think if you're an actress on a, a red carpet and you're on the front page of the newspapers, then people are allowed to say you're ridiculous. And that's absolutely fine. Uh, listen, thank you very much. Thank you, Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can go and have your say there. But the, the thing I always say, go and have an argument on there. Don't be rude. There's no need for rudeness on there. And a couple of you, have, I think, have crossed the line ever so slightly. It's Tom Petty, wasn't it? Thank you very much. A couple of you have crossed the line slightly. There's no need for rudeness on there. Bit of banter, that's all. Here's the travel news now. Sophie Tyler. Beds, hearts and bugs travel. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Southbound on the M11, it is blocked with queuing traffic following an accident between 5 at Alton and 4 at Woodford and also severe delays as well. London bound on the M1, it's still queuing and one lane is closed due to the recovery work taking place on an overturned lorry and three other vehicles involved at 9 at Redbourne, congestion back to 12 at Flittick. Now the A505, that's northbound through Luton, partially blocked following a fallen tree at Great Marlings. The A5, that's the High Street North, heading through Dunstable, very slow at the moment between West Street and Junction 9 of the M1 and also again through Dunstable reports that the B4541 is blocked following an accident a lorry involved at Isle of Wight Lane through Ashton Clifton the bypass there heading east also very slow around the Chesham turnoff everything else not looking too bad Sophie Tyler BBC Three Counties Radio thank you very much Sophie there we go we got to the end that was fun wasn't it that was a jolly little jaunt Uh, back tomorrow at 6 Enjoy the snow. I don't think it's going to last for long, so make the most of it. Stick around, though, after nine into the excellent Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Till tomorrow, ta-ta. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. It's Monday, and on today's big phone-in, I'm asking...